much discussion about the hopes for this team. One specific conversation was about trying to get to the week four with a 3-0 record. He felt like if this team could get to this week's matchup undefeated, it would signal that there would be a chance this team could be special. Well, here we are. If these two teams aren't the top two teams in Region 8, they are certainly two of the top two teams, two of the top teams. It's week four, and the Fort Payne Wildcats are indeed 3-0. And now we have a clash of the Titans as Fort Payne takes on the Gasson City Titans. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Chris Durr, and you're listening to Fort Payne Wildcat football on WZOB, 100.9 FM and 12.50 AM. We're also live streaming on FPTV. However you're with us, we are glad you're here. I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Brian Northcutt, for a special evening. Brian, welcome in. Welcome, Chris. I'm glad to be here. It's a beautiful night. I thought we might get a little bit of rain here, but it seems like for now it's holding. Everybody in the state seems like they wanted to move the game up to yesterday, and now uh, hopefully it looks like we're going to have some good weather tonight. You know, I was having a Bible time with my kids the other night, and we were talking about how the things, the good things of this earth are just shadows of what's going to be waiting on us in heaven, and I'm thinking what, what compares to Friday night football Cool weather. I was at the pep rally today. Lots of energy. Uh, the boys are ready to play. The coaches are ready to play. And just thinking about, you know, if this is good here, what in heaven could be compared to this and how much better it's going to be there? Because this is awesome. It being is here awesome. tonight. Uh, hopefully it'll be a special night for Fort Payne as the crowd is filing in. If you're out driving around, it's you got plenty of time. Yes. It's just 6.30. Come on down. Big game tonight with Gadsden City as we're looking, uh, as both teams are looking to be the leader of their region. Uh, come out here and join us. Uh, I'm sure there will be some room. It could be standing room only. We'll take all we can get. Yeah, Fort Payne can normally draw a fairly si good-sized crowd on just any normal Friday night. And this, I, I believe the community understands the significance of this game. I know Coach Elmore has preached it. Uh, as he mentioned, he's probably going to mention in the radio interview here just shortly that um, he's really wanting not just a lot of people but a lot of noise. And so I, I'm hopeful, guys, if, you, if you're close, hey, listen, the rain is holding off right now. Come on down. Give the school some money. Even if you, if you give them eight bucks and you can't stay the whole game, give them eight bucks and come in here and cheer these kids on. They have worked their tails off to get here. And we're extremely excited about this matchup. And to give you a weather weather forecast, I'm sitting here looking at the radar. It's just a, if there's anything, it's just a light shower, Brian. Yeah, I was looking at it a couple hours ago, and it said six was going to be 90% chance of rain. And it, I mean, it spit just a little bit, but it was it was not enough to even put a jacket on. Well, it's, it's dissipating looking at the radar. It was a little stronger coming out of center, but it's going away. So if you're staying away because of rain, please don't. Come on yeah, down. Yeah, we could use that help. And, Really excited about this matchup. You know, if you go and look at just all the teams in Region 8, uh, Class 6A Region 8, which is Fort Payne and Gadsden City, along with all those Huntsville schools, um, you don't like to compare scores. You don't like to presume somebody's talent level at any given point of the season, particularly this early. But just looking on paper and watching on film, you, you have to think that at least, you know, Gadsden City's right up there at the top, and Fort Payne is really, really close, if not the number two. Uh, and maybe the number one. Uh, just looking at the matchup and how everything's going to play out, I'm, I'm very, very interested. After last year's game, Fort Payne um, did a very similar thing that they did to uh, ARAP. Now, also, Athens, excuse me, I knew it was an A school. <laughs> Athens, the first game of the season, Fort Payne jumped way ahead of Athens. Athens came back and won the game, first game of the season. And then in the Gadsden City game, 
Gaston City jumped out. Lots of miscues by Fort Payne, mistakes and turnovers and points scored. And they were down, I believe it was 17 or 21 to nothing before you could even blink an eye. And, but they stayed within that game and still made some plays and had opportunities to get themselves back in it. When you look at everything else and all that Fort Payne has lost and all that Gaston City's lost, it looks like a more even matchup tonight and really excited. I know the kids are super pumped to see and compare themselves against a high-quality opponent, opponent like Gaston City. I know there's a, there's a fine line between too pumped yep, and yep. being ready. Uh, you don't want to peak too early. Yeah, Coach Elmore talked about how this, uh, this Fort Payne has yet to beat Gaston City. Yep, that's correct. And so they've got that hump they're trying to get over. So, you know, all that with, of course, Gaston City being a, a, a well-coached and good team themselves, uh, hopefully the team will be ready, not overhyped, but just ready enough and fired up enough to, you know, Give yep. it two guesses. They, they see this team, and, and again, my only record with this team is last year and this year. And so looking at last year and how they developed, you know, we, we didn't really know early in the season who the solid – Jake was struggling a little bit. He started settling down at a while week. Uh, but there was really a lot of wh who are we, what's our identity, trying to figure out those first three games. They found that out and really finished strong last year. <clears throat> this year – a lot of those question marks are, are not really question marks this year going into the season. And so that's why you're seeing a 3-0 and record, a, 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 not a polished team. There's still some things that they've got to clean up. But Fort Payne is a much more uh, unified and, and kind of meshed up team at this point in the season than they were last year. So hopefully, and being at home again, and again, they're playing at home this year as well as they did last year because this is now a region game versus last year, the two years previous to this, it was simply a – out of region game that Fort Payne was playing a home and home with, with Gaston City. So now that it's a region game, the region, uh, all those numbers come to play of who, who's the home team. So Fort Payne's hosting again this year. And um, I, I, my personal opinion, I really like the matchup. And if the kids will play their brand of ball, uh, I really like Fort Payne's chances tonight. All right, we got about 22 minutes left before the kickoff of Fort Payne and Gaston City. We'll go to break and then come back with a few words from Coach Elmore as we get ready for tonight's matchup. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania and Scottsburg. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go the Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. 
Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. Bobby Ledbetter's always got inventory rolling in here. If you're in the market for a car, truck, van, or sport utility vehicle, we've got plenty to choose from. And don't forget, we now have two locations. We're at 1015 Galt Avenue South right here in beautiful downtown Fort Payne. Or you can also travel to Gadsden. We're at 901 First Avenue in Gadsden, Alabama. Y'all need to come and see us for some great deals, great financing. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Welcome back to Wildcat Football. I mentioned before we took a break, we had a chance to sit down with Coach Elmore this week and talk about tonight's game. We'll go to that interview right now. All right, Brian Northcutt here with WZOB, 100.9 FM, 1250 AM, also with FPTV, speaking with Fort Payne head football coach Chris Elmore. Uh, coach, we got a big game this um, this Friday night. We talked about it actually earlier in camp that the, the goal would be to get to three and zero, have the Gadsden City come in here. You know, big big region matchup. So kind of laid out the way you wanted it to. Um, so what do we expect this week? Yeah, um, you know, you, you you try to take them one at a time, and that's always our motto is one week at a time. And and we've tried to do that, but you you know you can't help but look ahead sometimes and, and see what's down the road, and, and that we were all kind of hoping we could get to this point uh, uh, where we are. And um, you know, I mean, Gaston City's coach has even made mention to me and, and one of our assistants that you know he's as he put it down here with us being three and zero and us being excited. And, and to be honest with you, I, I hope he's right. I mean, I hope I hope that our our fans are excited. I hope our players are excited. Uh, I hope our community really gets behind this game because I think it is a, a great opportunity, and that's what we've sold it to the to the players all week. Is that they are what they always are. They're they're good. I mean, they 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 played two really really good teams. Uh, I think they started with Georgia, and then Alabama was the second team. Uh, wasn't quite it wasn't quite that hard, but it was to Carrollton, Georgia, who who looks like maybe their guys do play for Georgia, uh, and then here at Trustville, who's always really good, were their first two opponents and. And they struggled, but but a lot of people would struggle. I mean, those those two teams are, are great. And uh, and then they came back last week and were able to get a win against Buckhorn, and, and I think I'm sure um, you know got their players some confidence. So uh, they're still going to be a, a really really good team and a really tough opponent. They're still uh, they're still big. They're still strong. They're still fast. Um, and, and so it's a it's a tremendous challenge. But we've also said challenge and opportunity. So uh, we're hoping that our our fans and student body and Community will, will, will rally behind us and, and and not just be here. And that's what we uh, we've I've sent some some word out and want people to know. I mean, don't just be here. Be here and be loud. Let's make it a home field advantage. It's going to take everybody in Fort Payne to pull this thing off. And uh, we know we've got a, a tough tough opponent. And uh, uh, but we're we're not going to back down from the challenge. We're going to show up ready to play and uh, and may the better team win, whoever that may be. But I, I think our kids are excited about it. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, know know that we've got a. A tough road ahead of us, but 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 looking forward to the to the opportunity. Yeah. You mentioned earlier off air that um, you they had a nose guard that was a little bit concerning to you guys. Uh, anybody else offensively or maybe even on defense that is concerned this week? Well, I think the two you know probably best overall players are the nose guard Jackson Vizi and uh, who played last year, uh, and then Drake or Patrick's son uh, Drake or Patrick Jr. Um, uh, Kirkpatrick plays in the secondary. Will also play some outside linebacker. And then last week they started putting him at running back, which I, I figured that was coming. Um, I, if I was down there coaching, I'd be sitting there going, "How does that guy not play at least some offense?" 
Um, and so he'll probably play some offense. And I think the big VZ kid plays some uh, running back in some, some goal line situations. So, uh, you know, those two guys are, are, are really good players. And then uh, got a real tall receiver named Clyde Curry, who's, who's a challenge outside with his height. Um, you know, they've their quarterback's been hurt. He's, he's getting back into the, the action, and he'll probably be at his uh, – you know, best against us as far as as far as his uh, percentage. He's been kind of uh, coming back from an off-season shoulder injury, but um, you know, offensive line is big as always. They're always huge up front, uh, and, and they've got and they've got a corner who transferred over from from Etowah that uh, we played against last year when it was Etowah, and it was Etowah's best corner last year. Uh, is there and and uh, he does a good job as well and so you know they've got players all over the field like they always do and, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough on both sides of the ball but uh, you know uh, I think our players are, are ready to, and that's what I told them I said if you don't you know you, you should be excited to win every game and, and be excited to play every game but if you can't get excited to play this game uh, then there's probably something wrong with you so um, uh, I think they are excited and I, I hopefully we'll have a you know good finish to the rest of the week of practice and. Hopefully the weather will cooperate Friday night and, and we'll go out there and, you know, as, as I've said before, uh, uh, play the best you can play and let the rest take care of the rest and, and not worry about it. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, what the feel is uh, in in the office, in the locker room, on the practice field. Does it? Do you sense, hey, these guys understand kind of the importance of this game, where it positions us? Is there is there a different type of intensity, I guess, around the, around the locker room? I think so. I think it's been a little bit of a unique week. You know, the week of Labor Day is always yeah. a unique week because you get out of your routine a little bit. And uh, so practice Monday morning, it went fine. The kids were here. They were attentive. They were ready. Uh, you know, it was Monday's always a big learning day. And and then yesterday was a unique day, Tuesday, because of uh, we had a, you normally don't have a JV game on Tuesday, but we had that because of Labor Day, and so that kind of throws off our schedule a little bit. And um, you know, it was not maybe an ideal Tuesday practice, but um, the other side of the way I look at it is, I, you know, I think the old way you used to think if you didn't have it right by Tuesday, you couldn't do it on Friday. I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that philosophy anymore. I think Tuesday is still a big learning day, and and I think we made a lot of mistakes yesterday, but I think our guys are. are uh, you know, understanding and, and wanting to know why they're making mistakes and wanting to correct them. And, that, and that's our job as coaches the next two days, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, is to try to clean up some things and, and get our legs back underneath us here. And and, uh, and the biggest thing Friday is just being able to, to you know, be able to play fast in, in two senses of the word, play fast mentally and that we're not having to think a lot of, about what's going on. We just, we just react and play uh, and play fast, you know, conditioning-wise. Hopefully our legs are back and we've been able to uh, recover here the next 72 hours and, and and, you know, because, again, playing somebody as talented as them, uh, you're going to have to be as fresh as possible, and uh, uh, hopefully we will be. But I think, you know, it's, to answer your question, it's been hard to tell so far because it's been an odd week. I hope these next two days that we get back into our normal routine uh, Wednesday and Thursday that I'll see, um, you know, kind of a locked-in uh, look in their eye. Because I, I do think they, I think they know – uh, what's at stake, and uh, and the fact that you got a chance to end the first half of this season here as we go into a bye week next week, into the first half of this season with a with a, with an opportunity to. Be- Frank's never been beat around here a lot, you know. We've never beat them as Gadsden City. Uh, we're zero and four all time against them, and you know I'd have to go back and look. We didn't beat them a lot when they were Gadsden High. So um, you know it, it's a team we've played a lot, a lot over the years, and and uh, so you know what a what a unique. Uh, chance here on our on our home field right here before a bye week to see where we are as a program and that's what I kind of always say this is a this is one of those measuring stick games where you see where you are as a program and um, see whether you're 
close or, or you've got further to go or hey, you're on the right track, whatever it may be. And um, so I think we're excited for that chance and, and uh, ready to ready, ready for Friday to get here and just see where we are. Yeah. So I want to reiterate what Coach said for everybody that's listening to this before Friday. Um, you guys really try to make plans to be here Friday night, 7 o'clock, Wildcat Stadium, Fort Payne versus Gadsden City. Our broadcast time will be 630. Um, excited. To, this is a great week, Coach. Excited to have you. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. Uh, again, I would say, don't just. I tell people that don't just be here. Be here and let's be loud and, and let's yeah. make it. A, let's make it a home field advantage and, uh, and and make Wildcat Stadium the loudest it's been in a long, a long time. Amen. Thank you, Coach. All right, uh, that was Coach Elmore. You heard his thoughts on tonight's action. We're going to take a two-minute break as we get ready for the start of the Fort Payne Wildcats and Gadsden City Titans. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Your friends at Wilson Funeral Home and Crematory proudly support all things Wildcats. We wish the best of luck to Fort Payne High School this year. Go Wildcats! Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. Bobby Ledbetter's always got inventory rolling in here. If you're in the market for a car, truck, van, or sport utility vehicle, we've got plenty to choose from. And don't forget, we now have two locations. We're at 1015 Galt Avenue South right here in beautiful downtown Fort Payne. Or you can also travel to Gadsden. We're at 901 First Avenue in Gadsden, Alabama. Y'all need to come and see us for some great deals, great financing. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Payne, Alabama. We're here at the Wildcats Stadium as we are set, getting set to for the game between Fort Payne Wildcats and the Gadsden City Titans. Uh, Brian, uh, now that we're back, uh, we have any scores we want to go over from last night's action? Sure, we can do a few of those. I know that um, just looking through very quickly, uh, a lot of people, uh, lots of people in the state moved games back um, to, or excuse me, moved them up to last night. I've I got to scroll back down to get where I started from. Um, I think uh, that's a song. Get back probably, where I yeah, started it from. Probably, yeah, it should be. It should be. So, uh, Pisgah <laughs> defeated uh, Collinsville 40-28. to 28. 
Um, that was a matchup of two undefeated teams there. Was it? Yes. Okay. I did not know that. Boaz defeated Crossville 55 to nothing. And that was a matchup of two teams without a loss. Okay. I mean, without a win. Without a win. Mm -hmm. uh, Decatur defeated Coleman 39 to 36. Uh, Hartzell defeated Columbia 63 to 6. Thompson uh, evened its record to 2 and 2 by defeating Spain Park 35 to 14. Sylvania seems to be uh, having a good season. Defeated Ohatchee, which is a really quality opponent uh, in. Uh, Calhoun County, 42 to 14. Uh, Piedmont defeated uh, Plainview, 34 to 21. Hoover came back to beat Vestavia Hills, 20 to 14. Uh, Geraldine defeated uh, Hoax Bluff, 23 to two. And then uh, I think that is all. Uh, Fife defeated Wikesburg Christian, 49 to six. And uh, Appalachian defeated Woodville, 48 to eight. I had uh, talked about that game. Woodville has yet to have a win on the season. I thought they had a good chance of winning that game, but it no, looks like they did not. Evidently not. <coughs> um, did you give the score of the Pelham Briarwood game? No, I didn't. You got that there. Um, I do. That was a, I, we have friends from that area, some Pelham friends, and Pelham, I mean, Pelham scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Is that right? To come back to beat Briarwood 35-34. Amazing. Etowah defeated Fultondale 52-12. Oxford defeated Huffman 47-8. In region action, Lee uh, the Lee Generals defeated the May Jemison Jaguars 42 to 26. That's Fort Payne's win last week was over May Jemison, and they were uh, went down to Lee uh, last night. The Springville lost to Southside 20, to, uh, excuse me, 42 to 20. Hazel Green, another region game. Hazel Green defeated Buckhorn 42, 49 to 42. And then I think that's the ones of most note to us. We can move to the starting lineups if you'd like to. Yeah, let's move to the starting lineups while the Fort Payne Band is playing the national anthem. Okay. So for the visiting Gadsden City Titans in, on defense, free safety, a junior, number four, Dre Kirkpatrick. If that name sounds familiar, it should. That is the son of the NFL defensive back, Dre Kirkpatrick, that played at Alabama. Cornerback, number seven, a senior, Stephen Jones. At Rover, Number eight, a junior, Braylon Starks. At cornerback, number nine, a sophomore, Cameron Raleigh. At inside linebacker, number 29, junior. I, I heard this last year, Cratio Yao. It's a very strange spelling name. At outside linebacker, number 39, a sophomore, Kevin Brooks. At inside linebacker, number 50, a senior, Stephen Powell. At defensive end, number 94, a junior, Elijah Dunn. At nose guard, number 95, a junior, Elijah Taylor. At defensive end, number 98, a junior, Gerald Jarrell Brasher in the defensive line, number 99. This is the guy we're going to need to watch for tonight, a senior, Jackson B.C. On offense for Gadsden City at quarterback. Their starting quarterback had a uh, shoulder surgery over the offseason, and they thought he was going to be back for this week, and he looked to be playing sparingly last week against Buckhorn, and he went down with a foot injury, and he's in a boot, will not play tonight, and that's Luke Waldrop, the junior quarterback. So the sophomore, number 16, Matthew Sparks will start for Gadsden City at quarterback. Running back, number six, a ninth grader, Khalil Hughley. Running back, number four, a junior, the same D, uh, Dre Kirkpatrick. Wide receiver, number one, uh, a sophomore, Ezell Spears, a wide receiver, number two, a junior, a sophomore, Justin Peoples. Wide receiver, number 11, a junior, Clyde Curry. Wide receiver, number 12, a junior, Jacob Perry. At left tackle for Gadsden City, a junior, number 76, Dorian Patterson. At left guard, a sophomore, number 55, Kalik Jones. At center, a junior, number 54, Aaron Wood. At right guard, number 66, a junior, J.P. Al-Hashan. At right tackle, number 75, a junior, William Bishop. Starting lineup for Fort Payne. On offense, 
Your quarterback is number seven, a senior, Jake Barnes. At running back, a junior, number two, Caden Dubose. At wide receiver, a junior, number one, Skylar Cody. At wide receiver, a senior, number 35, Marcus Ledford. At wide receiver, a junior, number four, Nolan Fowler. At wide receiver, a sophomore, number eight, Brandon Oliver. At left tackle, a senior, number 56, Silas Halmer. At left guard, a junior, number 55, Jordan Wright. At center, a senior, number 75, Colton Shankles. At right guard, a junior, number 66, Antonio Guzman. At right tackle, a senior, number 57, Andrew Barclay. On defense for Fort Payne, at defensive end, a senior, number 23, Jack Goggins. At defensive tackle, a junior, number 40, Will Patton. Defensive lineman, a sophomore, number 61, Kylan Tuberville. A senior, at defensive end, number nine, Luke Miller. A linebacker, sophomore, number 82, Carter Tinker. Junior, uh, inside linebacker, number 24, Bennett Blanks. A junior at outside linebacker, number 14, Tyler Wooten. A senior at outside linebacker, number 11, Alex Akins. A sophomore at cornerback, number 22, Connor Kinsley. A senior cornerback, uh, number 29, Hayden Harrell. And free safety, senior, number 10, Kobe King. All right, and those are your starting lineups, proposed starting lineups for Gadsden City and Fort Payne as yep. they are out in the middle of the field getting ready to do the coin toss. Both teams have yet to enter the field. Yep. We've got three and a half left to go here. Uh, we'll take a 30-second timeout and be back with the start of the Gadsden City-Fort uh, Payne Wildcat football game. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania and Scottsburg. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with. Joined to my right by Brian Northcutt, who's going to bring the color for us tonight. The color. So we have uh, Fort Payne won the toss, deferred. They're going to receive. They're going to be receiving to our, excuse me, they'll be kicking off from our right to our left. Um, beautiful field once again. And if it did happen to rain tonight, this field will drain like none other. So they won't even know it on the field no matter how much rain comes. All right. Uh, Fort Payne tonight will be wearing their black jerseys with Vegas gold stripe and white on the shoulders the black helmets with the vegas gold stripe and white on the with the f the, F, the gold fp on the helmet and the gold pants tonight brian they didn't go gray they went gold yeah so they're going the traditional unis. that's a pretty traditional that's a that you know if you ever want to mix things up they'll go silver pants if you're going traditional four paint it's gold pants and four paint runs out on the field being led by the cheerleaders gas and city tonight's wearing white on white with the maroon uh, I think it's maroon or scarlet. Scarlet. Red there you go. Scarlet red helmets trimmed in black. I'm terrible at colors. I had all last year. I had no idea. <laughs> well, what basket, basketball I had to learn a color. I learned a lot of that was not maroon. It was scarlet. That's right. I just that just hit me. That's probably. And those scarlet. numbers are difficult to read unless you've got your binoculars. By yes. the way. Yes. And I do have the trusty pair of binoculars tonight, Brian. <laughs> That's good. Good for you. All right, we are about to get set as Gaston City runs out of there. Uh, I forget what they call that. Um, 
Victory line, sign, tear away. Sign, tear away, sign now. That, you know, then no more of the punching the paper. No, no like more paper. They, they used to do in the old days. Yep. Those days are gone. All right, so Gaston City is getting the ball first on offense. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have Kai Stolpe with the kickoff. I uh, really like the way he's been kicking the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I told him the other night that uh, if he will if he will get his consistency down, he's got enough leg to put that ball in the end zone every time. All right, the crowd is still rolling in. If you happen to be driving around and don't know what to do, it's Friday night. Come out here to Fort Payne. Big game as we start uh, tonight. Uh, Gaston City looking to claim the lead in Region 8. Is that correct? Yeah. Our, yeah, this will be – so we've got the, the games so far, uh, and some of them have been played last night. So in our region right now, Hazel Green sits on top at 2-0 and because they played last night. They have defeated Buckhorn and Lee. Fort Payne and Gadsden City are both 1-1, one and, one, and obviously one of those uh, – actually, yeah, one of those will be 2-0 and and one will be 1-1 one one after tonight. Uh, Lee of Huntsville uh, is 1-1 one one in the region. They lost to Hazel Green but beat Mae Jemison. Buckhorn and Mae Jemison uh, round out the region at 0-2, both with losses to um, uh, Buckhorn was Hazel Green and Gadsden City, and Mae Jemison was Fort Payne and Lee. So here we go. We're ready to kick. All right, back to receive for Gadsden City is number one and number 11. Number 11 is Clyde Curry. Number one is Ezel. looks like Ezel Spears. As we get set for the kickoff of tonight's game between the Gadsden City Titans and your Fort Payne Wildcats. And there's the kick. It's going to go to about the 15. And he fumbled. Number 11 fumbles. He picks it back up. He's at the 20. He oh, gets no, to the hole. No, 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 no. the beat. He gets to another hole. Fort Payne runs him mm. down all the way back to the Fort Payne 47-yard line. And he broke through that initial surge and then almost broke it. Kai, Kai slowed him down just enough to allow somebody to fold back and help. So Gadsden City was starting off with great field position. Yeah. They're on the Fort Payne 48-yard line, first and 10. Not the way you want to start on that. I'm not sure if he was trying to do a sky kick short or he didn't have his long steps like a normal kickoff. And so I'm not sure exactly what. Well, I thought with the fumble that would have given our guys time to get yeah. down there and yeah, be you set. Think so. All right, here we go. Gaston City is going to have three wide. Quarterback in the shotgun. Running back flanks him to the left. There's a snap. He takes ball, hands it off up the middle. Fort Payne meets him. Nice. Looks like no gain on the yardage. That was uh, number 23, Brian. Jack Goggins and Carter Tinker on that tackle. Nice play for no gain. Fort Payne in his traditional set. Defensively, all starters back. All right, Gaston City again with three wide. Running back is right behind uh, the quarterback this set. Actually, Luke Miller's in for uh, Will Patton on this first series. Not sure what's going on there. And now he, running back, moves up to his left. Quarterback takes a snap. He's going to throw over to the far side, uh, in and out of the hands of receiver, incomplete. Yeah, stunt that time by Carter Tinker blitzing, and that got in his face, and he had to just throw it up and, and overthrew his receiver. All right, that's going to bring up third and ten here in the opening drive. Our defense really likes to put pressure uh, often. They will stun a lot just to kind of create pressure and not uh, not want to sit back there too long in coverage. Opening minutes here in the first quarter, Gaston City, Fort Payne. Crowd's getting behind now, getting loud. As Blanks looks like 10. he's coming off the corner. No, he fails out now. Yeah, he is coming. There he goes. Quarterback's going to roll out to the left. He finds a receiver over at the 43. Make a tackle, make a tackle. And he's able <clears> to drag the tacklers for a first down. We're in position. Got to bring him down. That's Clyde Curry on that. 
So Gadsden City at first down, down to the Fort Payne, 36-yard line. Yeah, 30 Gadsden to 37 City, very line. fortunate they rolled away from the pressure brought by Bennett Blanks on that play. Rolled left to throw. First and 10 from the 37. 10 and a quarter left in the first quarter. Man in motion for Gadsden City. They're going to hand it off. He's coming near side. Blocker's out there. He's at the 30. That's holding. He's at there the 32. And the flag's been thrown. Yeah, that was holding on that outside guy. Alex Akins was being held by that uh, wing back. A slot receiver that'll come back tackle was made by connor kinsley yeah those those uh those speed sweeps where everybody's kind of just trying to cut to the sideline are really difficult to hold those blocks without using your hands and they're oftentimes get called for holding on those all right that's going to be 10 yards that's going to make it now first and nine or ten let's see what they give us here first no, and it's looks about like 18. Nine. yeah first and yeah first and eight first and 18 i'm sorry I guess the city again with three wide, two near side, one far. As they're on the right hash, quarterback is on the right side. I mean, the running back is flanked to the right of the quarterback. Number 16 tonight. Checking in the line of scrimmage. Play clock's going under 10 seconds, but looks like they got plenty of time. Man in motion again, number six, hands off to running back up the middle. He gets one or two yards on that play. Yeah. Okay, the paint giving a little bit there. Just trying to avoid the big play right now. You got him behind the sticks. You don't want to do too much. Take too many chances. Second right. I'm good. I'm gonna walk over there. It's gonna be second and 15 now for Gaston City here in the opening drive of the first quarter. I hear Dallas in my ear. Did you hear that? All right, they're gonna. You got his mic hot. They're gonna put the running back out wide, Brian, and go four. Yeah, receivers. going empty set here. As they look to the sideline to get the call. I don't know what they're going to do here, but Fort Payne's in a straight man coverage. They better be able to hold this. They're going to He's looking near side. Fort Payne's able to snap nice it play. out. Nice play. Lost a two on the yard. Lost Had, a one. Yep. Just a little screen uh, this side, and Caleb Stiefel in uh, makes a great play. I guess he was playing maybe the nickel that time. That's going to bring up third and 16 with 8.50 left in the first quarter. Gaston City's opening drive. Got a long way to go for a first down. Yeah. Gaston City looking to the, looks like they're kind of like the old Auburn teams of Malzahn looking to the sideline to make that offensive call. Yeah. They got four wide, one, uh, quarterback flank to the left by the running back. Four Payne's going to give a lot of cushion, although they are bringing they're Bennett. Bringing the heat. And there we go. Get, get him down. a boy. Get him down. He's still going. And they get him back at the 45-yard line, a loss of two. Sorry, that's highly down. unprofessional for me to be yelling at the players. That is the specialist, Brian Northcutt, <laughs> As he's excited about this game too. Sometimes I go back and, and, I, and I feel like I'm back in the coaching box as a coach, not broadcasting to the entire world. So that's my fault. All right, that's going to bring up a punting situation for Gaston City from the 45. Yeah, great job by the defense to hold. They really netted only about three yards after that long kickoff return. Back for Fort Payne is Brandon Oliver. Yep. yep. And he's at the 10-yard line for Fort Payne. Punts away, nice punt, nice spiral really punt. punt. That's going to hit at the seven. It's going to take a Fort Payne bounce in the end zone. All right, uh, let's see. We'll stay here because they love to switch these uh, change Great positions job. quickly. Great job by the defense there holding after that uh, long kickoff return. It didn't give Fort Payne the, position, the field position that they wanted. 
um, to start. You know, you'd like to have them paled back and then maybe get the ball about midfield. But 0-0 zero, zero is what you're looking for, and that's what they got. So. All right, first down and 10 from the twin from Fort Payne's 20 with seven and a half to go in the first quarter. Gaston City's going to look very similar to May Jemison up front, except they're only going to play a four-man front instead of a five-man front. Hey, snap, hands it off to the running back. He gets up middle, two, three, still turning his legs. Good run, good run. Gets about five yards on that play. Yeah. And Coach Elmore in our interview said, you know, really they've got, because they're so big and powerful up front, you're going to have to really run straight at them and try to gash them a little bit. Yeah, he did say he didn't want to run. He tried not to run and stretch it on the outside. Yeah, they're, they're, they are good-looking defensive linemen off the, up front. There's four of them. All right, Barnes is flanked by Dubose on his left. He's going to hand it off again to Dubose. He's looking for the middle. They reached out and grabbed him, not going to let him get any further. Still and fighting. Still fighting, but he's going to get no gain. So it's going to be third down and five from the 25. Six fifty and counting in the first quarter. Manageable, manageable third down here. Yeah, Gaston City going with just a traditional 4-3. They will drop out one of those outside backers the inside linebackers out to cover if they go out in the uh, two-by-two two set, which Fort Payne's in right now. Barnes takes a snap. He looks the receiver across, and they jumped My it goodness. and intercepted it. That gummit. Nobody's over there. This could be ran back. He's in the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's going to go in and score. Mm. Touchdown, Gaston City. Dang. Yeah. I'm watching that Buckhorn film uh, this week, and Buckhorn gifted Gaston City 21 points, and, and – that was really how they managed to take over the game was from turnovers. Buckhorn turned it over five times. One was a pick six. Two, the second was almost a pick six. They turned, they fumbled it. Uh, another interception. Just can't do that against this team. Uh, just got to stay within yourself and, and uh, try to get it to Marcus Ledford, and he was covered and it broke in front and touchdown. Point after ten for Gadsden City is up and banks off the goalpost. No good. Mm. All right, so six to nothing. We'll take a. Well, let's take a 30-second break. We'll be right back. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. Bobby Ledbetter's always got inventory rolling in here. If you're in the market for a car, truck, van, or sport utility vehicle, we've got plenty to choose from. And don't forget, we now have two locations. We're at 1015 Golf Avenue South right here in beautiful downtown Fort Payne. Or you can also travel to Gadsden. We're at 901 First Avenue in Gadsden, Alabama. Y'all need to come and see us for some great deals, great financing. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. All right, we're back as Gadsden City scores on a tur turnover. Um, let's, speaking of, uh, let's talk about music and jewelry for a second. We don't want to talk about turnovers. Patterson's Music and Jewelry installs or rents sound equipment for churches or special events like weddings and has two trained professionals who can repair on a wide range of sound equipment. Call Dan at Patterson's Music and Jewelry. And now they're going to take a heat timeout. Um, We'll stay here with it. We just took a 30-second. Let's just stay with it. See if we got any scores. We'll, we'll check out the old score stream and see what we got. I know there's a few teams. Like we said, there are a bunch of teams played last night. We do have a few teams playing tonight. North Sand Mountain and Eider are scoreless in the first quarter. Let's see if I can find another one that's being played tonight. Uh, let's see. Jacksonville and Aniston are scoreless in the first quarter. Cedar Bluff and Galesville as well. 
that's right. Here's another area team we covered. North Jackson is uh, Randolph Raiders out of Huntsville, uh, leading North Jackson Chiefs out of Stevenson, seven to nothing. Uh, looking through here, Arab and Sardis are scoreless in the first quarter. Uh, let's see some more that we might know. Sachs and Dadeville are scoreless in the first quarter. So everybody's just getting their game started. This was a quick score here with a turnover by Gaston City with the interception. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? Pick, pick six. Pick six. Golly. Well, um, hopefully got that out of the way, done with it, reset everything. Fort Payne very much in it, just got to settle down and play their game. That's what they were going to have to do anyway and um, uh, try to create some, some offense here. That, they're going to be able to move the ball against this defense. But you just can't get greedy. All right, six and a half to go. Gadsden City set to kick off, leading six and nothing on a missed PAT. So there's a, there's a little bit of difference right there. Fort Payne can get on the board. Kickoff It's going to go back to the five-yard line. Silas Homer. I mean, Silas Cody. Skyler Cody. Cody. He's at the 20. He gets hit at the 22, and down he goes. So Fort Payne will set up. Look, I'm going to like to say at the 20 and a half yard line. There you go. <laughs> Jake Barnes back at quarterback. I saw Coach Elmore talking with him. Uh, Coach is really good at just remaining calm, not getting too high or too low, just kind of stays even keel, which I think will help his quarterback he, settle he, back down. And he may have looked that one in too long. Yeah, I think he may have tele telegraphed yeah. that one a little bit. All right, uh, two running backs flanked to his left. Interesting set here. Yeah, it is Payne. interesting. Barnes takes a snap. He hands off to Bose to the right side. DeBose gets through a hole. He's at the 26, 27-yard line. Nice They're going to mark nice him at the 26. Up. Nice pick up there. Looks like a gain of five. So another good first down gain for Fort Payne. That brings up second and five with six to go in the first. Yep. All right, let's see what we can do here. Four wide now for Fort Payne. DeBose flanks Barnes to his left side. Barnes is going to take it himself. He's going to get, looks like, two or yeah. three, two yards. Picked up some positive yards there, created in a third and short. That's going to bring up third and three, or two. Let's see, third and two. Critical third down here for Fort Payne. Need to get, yeah. get something started. I think they're going to try, uh, probably just try to control, try to keep things at a slow pace. Well, they're going with an empty backfield here, yeah, Brian. Four wides down on this near side. We'll see what they're doing here. Five wides total, four near side, one far side. Barnes is all by himself in the backfield. Barnes takes a snap. He's looking far side. Guess the city rushed in. He's got Nothing nowhere to go, there. and he loses four yards on that play. Oh, it looked like Schuyler made it. Was he trying to block there? I don't know. That wasn't – Jake looked like he was trying to throw to him. and So – It's going to bring up fourth down. First two plays looked good in the third one. Didn't have much there, so Jake couldn't do anything but pull it and go. So they'll settle down here. That'll be fourth and six. Fort Payne set the punt. Back for Gasson City. See if I can read his number. That's that's Kirkpatrick there. Kirkpatrick back for Gasson City. He's back at his 40, 38-yard line. Low snap. Punt is away low. It's going to hit about the 48. Bounce, take a Fort Payne bounce. It's not bad. And we downed it at the 42-yard line. All right, so we'll stay right here as we trade yeah. possessions here. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see how uh, what Coach Elmore starts to work on for the offense. I, they're going to be able to move the ball. They just got to get creative with some things. And um, th the biggest thing is don't give them easy points. The defense should do their job, and we'll hold Gaston City to some low numbers. 
but you just can't gift these guys anything. They'll, they'll take it and just rip your heart out with it. All right, four and a half to go. Gaston City leading Fort Payne six to nothing. Gaston City now has the ball on their own 41-yard line. Looks like we got another quarterback in the game right now. Yep. Number 18. Like a wildcat. And he hands it off. He gains a, looks like he gained a yard on that play up the middle. Yeah, that is a that is a <clears throat> different quarterback. I don't know. Kai Franklin's number 18. Looks like number nine was in on that tackle for Fort Payne. I don't know if something happened to 16 in that first series, but they're definitely uh, working a second quarterback. I didn't I didn't see anything happen to the first guy. Kansas City now second down and nine, three wide. One running back flanks to the left of the quarterback. Quarterback takes a snap. He's going to throw across the middle of the field. Got to complete to the 50 to 48 yard line first down. He's going to get down at the 46 yard line of Fort Payne. Yeah, that was a nice pass. I you know, wasn't expecting a third string quarterback to come in and be able to throw that well. All right, first down, Gadsden City. 345 to go in the first quarter. They're going with tempo now. Fort Payne playing a man free look. Everybody's got a man, man to man coverage, and Kobe King stacking over top. Quarterback's looking over to the coaches for his play. Come on, guys. Quarterback takes that slow. It's behind him. That's He's having to go, and he lays down on there the back go. at the 41-yard line. Man. Very, very fortunate there for Fort Payne. It just Gadsden City gifted them about 15 yards just in bad snap. And that ball just rolled across the ground all the way back to the Gadsden City 41. Yeah. That's going to bring up second and a long. See when I sit, they put it on the board because I can't count real good, real well. <laughs> so you can say good in DeKalb good. County. Yeah, there you good. go. All right, second ten. They're gonna hand it off to the running back. He go. He sweeps to the left side. He gets room over to the sideline. He's knocked out at the 48-yard line of Gatson City. Trying to chip away at it. It's gonna be third and really long here. Third and about 15, or well, they're going right there. It's gonna be one. I'll be interested to see if, if uh, defensive coaches decide to do a little stunt here or they're just going to sit back and play everything in front of them. All right, third and about 17 for Gaston City. They've got to get down to the Fort Payne 37-yard line for a first down. Again, they have the three-wide look. Running back flanks the quarterback to his left. He's in the shotgun. He claps his hand. Now he looks over to the coaches to get an audible or see if the play yeah, they want to run is. I don't know if they were trying to look, but Fort Payne dropped that man look and went to a two-deep zone. I think that's what they're going to end up playing. They're not playing a man coverage right now. They're going to move run receiver over near side. Is they're going to cover backs going to roll this way? He's being chased by Fort Payne. They get the pass away. That's okay. He's out of bounds. That's okay. Everything in front. That's good. Fourth down. Got knocked out of bounds at the 46-yard line. Way short of the first down, but there was a flag on the play, Brian. I didn't see that. I don't know what that was. It's up, up, up in the middle of the line of scrimmage. So hopefully that's against them. Ineligible downfield. So Fort Payne accepts that penalty. What do you think, Brian? No, no, they're going, they're going to take the ball. I would think. Well, no, he's going to, he's going to talk about it. Coach Elmore is talking. He about may want field position. He is backing it he's up. He's talking about it. And usually, if you're going to get fourth down. All right, that's going to be that's going to bring them back to the Gaston City 43-yard line. Is there's a timeout he's, called? Now he's trying to figure out. Coach Elmore's trying to figure out if he wants to take this penalty. He's like he's. I think he's asking, is that a five-yard penalty? Um, because they gained about eight yards, and he's uh, maybe he's trying to determine, hey, can we are we better off to try to push them further back and get better field position on the next punt? So they're coming over to explain everything to Coach Elmore as he's out on the field. 
But typically, if you're going to get the ball back, you decline this just to get the ball back. But I'm not, he may be trying to play a field position game here and keep pushing them, hoping that they'll make another mistake. See, while we're waiting, let me try to check out check out the weather. It was declined, so he did decline that fourth so down. He's going to decline, so it's going to force Gaston City probably to punt. There is no more rain in the forecast, Brian. Don't say that, Chris. Man, you can't unless, say that. That's, that's mojo right there. Unless something miraculous That is mojo. You cannot say, oh, there's not going to be any rain. <laughs> that's just I, saying, God, will you make it rain, you're please? You're the specialist. I'm the weather guru. <laughs> you can call me the guru. You're the specialist, and I'm the guru. The guru, yes. <laughs> that's it. S and G. Brandon Oliver back at the Fort Payne 15-yard line, set to receive the punt from Gaston City. I'd love a snap over the head right now, right over his head, right over his head. Nope. Right into his chest. He gets it away. This one's not near as good. Wobbly hits about the 21. Golly, Gaston City bounce, so it's going to go all the way to the four-yard line. Right. Yep, that's where he's going to mark it, the four-yard line, Brian. Mm, that's tough. All right, we'll stay right here. As we switch sides, Fort Payne will be working from our right to our left. Haven't got real good for field position, their first three possessions. This yeah, is the worst. Gadsden City is relying on very, very athletic defensive backs to man up our receivers and just and just dare us to throw to them. Uh, and Fort Payne is going to have to be able to run up the middle, which they've shown the ability to do in these first two or three series. For those just tuning in, it is six to nothing with two minutes left almost in the quarter. Uh, that six, four, I mean, Gaston City had a pick six but then missed the PAT. That's why we have six points and for them. Fort Payne with the ball, three wide near side. They're going to hand it off the run back to Bose. He's going to try to come this way, and Gaston City's going to eat him up. Yeah. He's not going to – he gets back to the line of scrimmage with no gain on the play. you got uh, you got to imagine he's going to try to be pretty conservative right here, not take too many risks. Just play a little bit of field position. That's going to bring up second and nine and a half, as I like to use the half-yard line and, uh, visual. It is right between the four and the five. All right, four pain now with three wide, Brian. And then they got yeah. the running backs. Nope. Yep, two running backs flanking Barnes right now. Barnes hands it off to DeBose up the middle. DeBose cuts through a few, but not everybody. He only gets about two or three on that play. It's going to bring up third and long for Fort Payne, deep in their own territory. Fort, Fort Payne has yet to get a first down. Minute 20 and counting to go here in the first quarter. They're going to say third and five from the Fort Payne nine-yard line. Fort Payne now has five wides, empty backfield. Yeah. So got a linebacker spying Jake. <coughs> Fort Payne going to call a timeout. Fort Payne is going to call a timeout. We'll take a 30-second with them. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go All right, welcome back in the Fort Payne Stadium. We're going to go down the sidelines to Dallas Poe, our sideline reporter. Dallas, what you got for us down there? 
Uh, I'm down here on the field and everything looks good down here. Probably, like you said earlier, the most athletic and biggest team Fort Payne's faced, you know, so far this year. Uh, one little slip up there and, uh, you know, just got us down six to nothing, but nothing to nothing to fret over. So, yeah, uh, I definitely think uh, offensive line, defensive line is looking good down here. So, okay. Uh, I'll uh, keep you posted. All right, we'll check in with Dallas periodically throughout the game. Thank you, Dallas. Five wides now for Fort Payne. Jake Barnes is the quarterback in the shotgun. Yeah, Gadsden City's just sitting back, and they're just going to pursue. They're going to let Fort Payne show their initial card, and then they're coming. And they're athletic Gadsden enough to City do takes that. takes a snap. I mean, Fort Payne takes a snap. They try to throw it across the middle again, and there were people there, and not sure what he saw. But the pass falls incomplete, so fourth down, for the fourth down now for Fort Payne. Though it looks like it might be punting from the end zone. I think even if he'd got away, that might have been an interception yeah, I'm again. Not sure. I'm not sure who he was throwing to, but the guy that I thought he was throwing to looked like he was covered on two sides. Yes. If it was that one over the middle, he had a guy in front of him and behind him. Yeah. All right, fourth and five. Fort Payne is punting from the end zone. Is it Kirkpatrick or Kilpatrick? Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick is back to the Fort Payne 40. Punt is away. It's low line driver. It's going to hit at the 37, take a Fort Payne bounce to the 50. He's going to pick it up at the 50, start running it. Fort Payne's there, and they gather him up about the 46-yard line of Fort Payne. That's where Gaston City will put it in play. Another good, some more good field position for Gaston City. But like Fort Payne, offensively, they haven't been able to move the ball as well either. Yeah, I mean, they, really? they're getting little, a couple little chunk plays, but Fort Payne's just sitting back. and um, They've had a couple of first downs on different drives, but that's all they've mustered. Fort Payne has yet to get a first down. Yeah. They've moved the ball a little bit, just running straight at them up the middle, but just consistently all night, you're not going to be able to do that. Do we have a flag on this play, too? Uh, let's see what we're doing it's gonna here. Be a, what was that? Face mask. Face mask on Gadsden City. So that's going to back them up. Well, he's checking to see if he wants to put it at the end of the run. I think he was maybe hoping that he could possibly get a first down out of that, but I don't <laughs> think he could have done that. It looked like it was too long to be a – it was short of five yards – or longer than five yards to get to the first down marker. All right, there. Now they're trying to figure out where to start marking. I don't think they marked where the where they downed the ball, which was at the 46. <laughs> so now they're trying to figure out where to start the penalty. Oh, that would be a Bobo No-No. you got to have somebody that marks the ball. Yeah, I don't think anybody did. He, brought, he got it to the 46. No, uh, no, we do have a marker over here. Okay, yeah, I, see, I see him back over there. He's over there. Go, right, hey, guys, you're going the wrong way. There we go. Here we there go. Now you nope, see turn it. The, turn the other way. There we go. Got it. It takes a while to get going. They just need to listen to us. If they'll put a headset on those guys, yeah. we'll straighten them out. And Steve Chambers in the, bu in the booth next door. <laughs> Between all of us, I think we got it. All right, so that, now, that negates their good field positions. They it's back up to their own 39-yard line now, starting first and ten. That was a, that was a 15. I, so what Coach Elmore was asking, that was a 15-yard penalty. But I think what he's wanting is if I can get that on the front end over here before the kick, then I got a first down. And they're saying no, that was before. That was after the transition occurred. So. All right, first and ten for Gadsden City at their 39-yard line with 43 seconds left here in the first quarter, leading Fort Payne six to nothing. Running back goes in motion out near side. Now he's going to come walking back to the quarterback. Yeah, I think they're trying to figure out what defense Fort Payne's playing to know what they're going to do. They're going to park him right next to the quarterback. Three wides. 
Quarterback takes snap. He's looking. He throws it deep. He's oh got goodness. a receiver. They're probably going to get pass interference. No? Wow. <laughs> looked like pass interference. <laughs> it looked like he grabbed his jersey, and I don't blame him either. That was 29 for four paint on the coverage. Hayden Harrell. Hayden Harrell. It looked like a, he grabbed him, but apparently not. Evidently, no. But And they didn't jump up and down. The coaches didn't no. scream about it, so maybe so. it was just an angle that we were looking at. All right, second brings up second and ten now. 37 seconds left here in the first quarter. Gaston Studi still going with that uh, another quarterback. He wasn't the starter. Fort Payne's going to rush in, and they're going to wow. get him. They're going to drop him for a two-yard loss. Back at the 37-yard line. It's going to bring up third and long, Brian. Yep. Third and 12 here with 20 seconds and counting. We'll see if they're going to just take this to the second quarter or try to run a play. Yeah. Looks like they may be just taking – nope. They're going to – I got 10 seconds left on the play clock. Yeah, they're going to ride this out for the quarter. All right, at the end of one, Fort Payne trails Gadsden City six to nothing off a of missed PAT. Uh, we'll take a 30. We'll take a 30 second and be back. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back here in Fort Payne, Alabama for the Gaston City Titan Fort Payne Wildcat football game. We're going to head down to the field to Dallas. Dallas, you got something for us? Yeah, on a positive note down here, the defense is looking good. Looks like they're stemming into some different coverages and moving some down linemen, which is really causing Gadsden City some fits down here. You can see the quarterback kind of checking the sideline, trying to change some plays down here. So. Uh, I think the defense is playing great, and I wish we could get that offense rolling. I think we'll be good to go. That's right. All right, Let's thank you, it. Dallas. Dallas Paul, our roaming sideline I know. Reporter. This is cool, isn't it? We're like professional yeah. now. We're big time with Dallas down there. I mean, where's the contract, Miss Holly? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Fort Payne. Let's see, Gasson's, Gasson City with the ball. Third and long, third and 12 from their own 37-yard line. They've got four wide this set, empty backfield. Quarterback takes a snap, a little low, picks it up. He's looking to throw it, being pressured by Fort Payne. He's able to get around it, coming near side. He's at the 40 and knocked out of bounds at the 38-yard line, real short, way short yeah. of the first down. Fort Payne is just incredible at pursuing and, and pursuit on defense and just relentless, never giving up. That tackle was made by 56. Silas Hallmer. All right, so that's going to bring up a punting situation now for Gaston City as their punter is back. He's kind of a thick punter. Yeah, he got looks a little lineman-ish. Got, got some meat on his bone. All right, uh, Oliver's back at the Fort Payne 21-yard line, ready to receive the punt. 11-20, just the start here in the second quarter. Fort Payne rushing a little bit, big punt. It's going to hit at the 21, bounce straight up in the air, take a Gadsden City bounce, bounce out of bounds just for one yard. So Fort Payne will start out at the 20 yard, their own 20-yard line. Yeah, Fort Payne's going to have to learn how to figure out how to generate some offense, try to crack a code here. And see what they can do. I mean, you just got what you've got is just a bunch of big athletic kids on Gaston City side. 
and you just got to keep punching and punching and punching until you find that hole and well, seeing. So, well, so far on a couple of our pass attempts, pass attempts they look like they're jumping it pretty it. quick so i'm not sure what and they've got the speed in the in the backfield and the and the back end to keep up with our deep guys and so let's see if they try a wide receiver screen here brian maybe so quarterback take no he's gonna hand off to bose right side bose is hit immediately at the line he's gonna get half a yard it's gonna bring up second and nine They're going to go back to the four wide, two on each side, two far side, two near side. DeBose flanks Barnes to his left. Barnes in the shotgun. 10.30 left to go in the second quarter. Barnes going to hand off again to DeBose. He's going to try to get around there. the end, and there's nothing there. Nothing He's there. met right at, uh, nope, they're going to give him, looks like a couple of yards on that. So it's going to be third and seven. Yeah, four pains and four. They're going to have to do something. They're going to have to look. I'm not sure where you go. You got your guys got to be our guys got to beat their guy one on one. Got to beat a matchup. Um, I think the O line can protect you enough to do what we would call a 60 pass, which is a five step drop, and give you a longer uh, longer shot downfield. But I think you may have to try to take a 50 50 shot and get it up there. Right, Barnes looking to pass. He's going to pull it down, take it himself. He's able to get a little bit, but no. not a lot. And he's short. They're going to be short of the first down. I think, may have, a, I think they may have grabbed his face mask on that, which would be a great gift. So that's going to be short of the first down, about three yards, three or four yards. We'll bring up fourth down. There is a flag. 9.45. Yep, face mask, Ryan, the specialist. That's why he's called that, called it. Face mask, that's going to give Fort Payne a DeKalb fix-it first down. First one of the game. There we go. First first down of the game, Fort Payne took the second quarter. All right, six nothing Gaston City. That, was, that only score has been on a pick six by Gaston City. 9.45 here left in the second quarter. Fort Payne putting something, a little something here together. Yeah, I need to, need to, need to keep moving. All right, a stacked receiver core on the, near us, but they're going to hand it off to DeBose as he tries to snake through the line, and he's able to get, he's still on his feet, still pushing, still pushing. They're going to give him three yards on that one. He gets in there with all the linemen. Everybody's pushing on everybody, so they're kind of standing up. So it's a matter of who can lean on who in those situations. That's it. So that was a three-yard gain. It's going to be second and seven from the Fort Payne 45-yard line. They're almost midfield. I'd love to cross midfield. Gaston City's up on our receivers right now. Yeah, they're 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 going to stop us at the line. There you go. That's he's, something. He's going to throw it out to Nolan, and he is hit immediately. He yeah, only gets I mean, back to them. So explosive. I mean, that play starts and Nolan's wide open. Now, and he hit him quick. Now, Brian. And their closing speed's incredible. I'm not the specialist, but it looks to me like a what do you call it? A hitch and go, pump and go, with that the way they're jumping yeah. the ball. That's what I was saying earlier on that third down play, and I think Jake was going to do that before that uh, that face mask call. I think he was looking deep to try to get over top with somebody. Third and seven now for Fort Payne, trying to get another first down here in the second quarter. Got Barnes takes coverage. a snap. He's looking to throw again. He's going to go over the field. He finds a man, gets on the back of the clock. Oh, did he get it? Oh, no, man. Pass is incomplete. Golly. Who was that on the incomplete that pass a, down there? Uh, Brandon Oliver. Brandon Oliver. Yeah, Jake rolled, and Brandon 
Brandon broke off of his guy and went deep, and, and Jake laid it up there, and boy, it was close. He that's, had his hands on it. That's gonna bring up fourth and seven, and Fort Payne will punt here with eight, eight minutes left in the second, trailing six to nothing. They're gonna give it back to the Titans. Yeah, I, you know, you gotta like at this point in the game, you gotta like what all, uh, Fort Payne's defense is able to do right now and just keeping them in the game. On these special teams plays, you gotta be solid. Uh, on your defense, you got to be solid, and you don't turn the ball over offensively. Low snap, being rushed, he it. gets it away. Perpetual's going to come up to catch it, and he didn't wow. call a fair catch, and he is hit. Ooh. That was dangerous. That was dangerous on both sides. They almost run into Kai, and he, him trying to catch that is crazy. Low snap on the punter. They were all rushing in to get blocked the punt. He was able to get away, and then uh, the Kirkpatrick fielded it at his toe, at his shoestrings. Didn't fair catch it. I'll get your head knocked off right there. So Gaston City is going to set up at their own 32. It looks like it's going to be a night of game, a field position, Brian. Yeah. Early on, that's exactly what it looks like Coach Elmore's trying to do. So they're going. They're still, still not. They still haven't had bad field position. So hopefully we can maybe we can work some here. Get yeah, stop. Get stop right here. We got to get this if, stop. If Fort Payne, you know, well, it's okay. We're also called coaches as well. That's right. We, right, we tell you exactly what to do from up here right after the play's over. Gaston City hands off. Running back tries to go right side. Fort Payne stops it for a gain of about yeah. two yards. Just, just shout outs to Hayden Presley, um, uh, Kylan Tuberville, Lucas Talents in there now at that outside backer spot. And Luke Miller just stuffing that inside and really playing those run fits, those playing that gap. It's just solid gap integrity on all those plays. It's going to bring up second and seven with seven and a half to go in the half. And they're really, they're really outmatched. I mean, you look at Gaston City's size and the fact that this defensive line can hold those guys steady. And with the linebackers, looks like Fort Payne's going to bring a stun off the corner. They're going to rush court. Fort Payne gets it out. And they get, their, they get the he's down, he's back. Down. He's down with a loss of about Is that five Miller and Talent? Number 42 on the tackle. Lucas Talent. Met him the other night at church. Tinker came to our youth group the other night. Tinker was also in on that as well. Third down, third All right, big loss on that play yeah. for Gaston City. It's going to be third and long here. Four Payne defensive coaches called that run stunt right into the side. Uh, I don't know if that was a tendency or just a really good uh, educated guess. All right, third down and 13, what they're going to call it. Six and a half to go first quarter. I mean, second quarter, Gaston City leading six and nothing. Quarterback takes snap. He's looking to throw. They're going to run a screen play. They've Come got on, a guys. wide open, and he's going to no. Oh, boy, he's close. He's on the spot. They're going to give him the first down. I think they are. Because it's on the line, and you said it's referee's discretion. He'll go ahead and point I first. Think he down. probably will. <laughs> if instant replay was there, I'd say his knee down was a yard before. I think be he was down. From where our angle, I think he was down, but you can't go back and look because at Because they all came in behind to make that call. So yeah. they're going to give him the first down. So we did not stop him. And now they got their field position. Four Payne swapping out their front. So it's going to be first down, Gaston City at their own 42, 42 yard line. They're going from our right to our left. I think Four Payne was anticipating a fourth and short there, and that's why they were swapping out and then went back. All right, that's going to bring. They just have two wide right now, Gaston City. Running backs in the backfield, quarterback. They're going to hand it off up the middle. He's he breaks a tackle, moves out the right side, but breaking some more tackles. He's loose. Oh, he gets late. another first down. As he gets down Khalil to the, Hugla, he is a freshman. As he got down to the 45-yard line of Fort Payne, and he was bouncing off tacklers. Yeah, really, really talented running back. 
Four Plains got to step it up here. Freshman Mason Chandler in there at defensive end now. Our ball went out of bounds. Stop, well, first down, stopped the clock for a minute. Now it's uh, a little under six minutes to go in the second quarter. Six nothing. Gaston City looking over the sidelines for their signal. They got two wide receivers near side, none on the far side. They are on the right hash. Next ball, they're going to hand off again to the running back. He's able to skirt through a hole, gets about five yards on that play. Yeah. Looks like a referee. Tom's going to call timeout. We'll take a 30-second with him. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania, and Scottsburg. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with. We are back here at Wildcat Stadium. Let's head down to the sideline to Dallas. All right, guys, looks like obviously it's going to be a defensive game tonight. Both defenses looking sharp. But as far as for Fort Payne's offense, for, for Jake and those receivers, uh, it's going to take a little getting used to how quick these Gaston City DBs are closing in on some of these passes. It's a lot different than the last three weeks Fort Payne's played. Just athletes everywhere on the field for Gaston City. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. Even when you're getting open, you're not open for long. And if you don't get it quick, there's just no room to close. I mean, there's no room to move after you caught it. Maybe we'll get everything um, in rhythm here for Yeah, long. yeah. Our coaches are really good at halftime adjustment. If we can get into half down six, I feel really good about a possible second half. All right, thank you, Dallas. Second down and six for Gadsden City. Quarterback takes snap. He hands off to running back. Nice play. it out. Loses about five yards on that play. Six yards. Yeah. Defensive coaches have just decided that they're going to have to take chances on the run blitz. And they brought Carter on that one. I think I think Bennett came from the outside also, and they're just trying to they're trying to cover the gaps and the holes and the places that those guys would be coming from. So it was a six-yard loss. That's going to make it another long conversion, third and twelve yeah, here, Brian. Watch that. Watch the uh, screen. I think the screen was the last time. 4:45 left until the half. They're Six going nothing. To empty Three receivers near side, one far side. Empty backfield. Quarterback takes snap. Four Payne's rushing. They're going to throw it long. We're back there. And Good play. The ball down. Great play, Connor Kinsley. My goodness. He got bumped by 11, which is Clyde Curry. That's their big receiver. And he, he bumped Connor, and Connor was able to hold steady and come back and make a play. Great play by Connor on that. That's going to bring up fourth down. But again, they allowed Gaston City to get about midfield. It's going to put us up maybe in bad field position. Again. Yeah, that's why we need to snap over the head right now. I mean, just straight up over his head. Make him run back 20 yards and fall on it. If we can't get that, I'll take it in the end zone at least. That's true. Or, I don't care what he does. Or a run back for a touchdown. I'll take that. Fumble over the fumble the whole, the snap. I don't care. Just right. give us the ball at midfield. That's right, what we need. Down. There we go. High it's a little snap. high. He feels it. Kicks away. It's a nice kick right to the receiver. Going to fair catch it at the 15. That's yeah. where Fort Payne will set up shop. See if Fort Payne does anything different. No, we're still going with Jake Barnes. <clears throat> you you got to believe that Coach Elmore's – I mean, he's a very, very intelligent uh, offensive mind, and I really think he's going to—he's—he can find some stuff. It's just going to be dinking and dunking right now. We've got to maybe hit some slots. They're playing so tight on us, though, you can't really get any separation at the wide receiver position, and they're so fast. 
that they're just waiting on you to make your move, and then they're coming. So it's almost like they can just wait until they figure out what you're doing, and then here we go. All right, four, a little over four minutes to go. Barnes takes snap. He hands off to Bose. The Bose has a big hole up the middle, met quickly by the linebackers, gets about five yards to the 20. That'll work. Uh, let's talk about here your properties real quick here. If you're looking for a home, you're looking to rent a home, office space, or storage units, the Hilliers in Fort Payne can hook you up. I, I wish they'd come out here and hook us up with a touchdown right now. Mm -hmm. All right, four wide again for Fort Payne, running back in the backfield, flanked to the left of the Barnes. He's going to take it himself, and he's hit real quick on that one. He just tried to slither in there and get about two or three. You know, they only gave him one. I only, thought he got more than that. Only picked up one, but this, uh, <laughs> this is a little shorter third down, Brian. Third I know. And four. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking up here. I'm trying to find a weakness. And Gadsden City is not necessarily playing. You know, they're just, they're just holding steady on the line. Linebackers are big and strong. You might could pop up and hit Nolan right there just on a quick little RPO. He's open. All right, third and four. There's nobody really on Nolan Ryan, but they're going. They're looking there that it way. Is. They do find That's him in for Looks like he can hold on first down. Good. And he does get it to cab fix That's, it first down. If you see holes like that, just attack those because – I mean, you can get four, five, six yards and just work your way down the field. I mean, that's a really, really great play design and call there. And good, good read and throw by Jake. I will say I saw that from here, <laughs> by the way. Uh, that puts the ball on Fort Payne's 30-yard line, gives them a first down with three minutes to go here in the first half, trailing six to nothing. Barnes takes a hat, claps his hand, then looks over to the sideline. Gaston City looks like they're disciplined not to jump like some other teams yeah. have done. Barnes takes snap. He hands it to DeBose. DeBose trying to come outside. He comes over this near side to the 30 and hits, gets hit hard about the 31-yard line. Yeah. Gain of one on that play. So athletic. I mean, you just can't say it enough. That's that's what they're they're relying on. And if they'll stay in position, it's really hard to penetrate that defense, at least for long. All right, second down and nine for Fort Payne with two and a half to go here in the half, trying to get some points on the gun. And see, they've closed Four. down on Nolan on this one. Four wide for Fort Payne. Barnes to oh, oh my goodness. Snap is fumbled, but DeBose picked it up. Was able I don't know to what happened there. Looks like he lost maybe a yard on that play. Gaston City is going to take a timeout. We'll take a 30 second with them. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Your friends at Wilson Funeral Home and Crematory proudly support all things Wildcat. We wish the best of luck to Fort Payne High School this year. Go Wildcats! All right, we're back as we're still in a timeout here. Score six to nothing, two, a little over two minutes to play here in the first half. Fort Payne facing a third and eight from their own 32-yard line. At Dallas, I'm interested down in your angle. You seeing anything that Fort Payne can do offensively right now? Not much offensively right now. Like you said, they're just holding the line on the defense there and uh, just being athletes, you know, staying in the right positions and closing in on us. But uh, I like how you said earlier about those just little five-yard slants. If they're giving us some cushion, we need to attack that and take it. Yeah, that's about all I can see from up here. They're so, God, they're so athletic. All right, they've come up on the receivers right here. Third and long. Yeah, they're not. They're not letting it this time. 
May have to just try to go up. Snap. He's throwing across to, to Oliver. That's a good pass and catch, but it's only five, six-yard gain. You're still right. short. Still short about two yards. It's gonna I, bring I think up you're going to have two. to punt. Gadsden City's going to call another timeout and try to play field position. All right, Gadsden City's going to tell Dal Dallas, out. see if you can uh, – are we going to go for this? Surely not. I don't think we can with two minutes left, you know. Maybe if it was on – on down a little bit more. Uh, two minutes with them at the ball at the 40 could, could be a little scary, but yeah, he, I, he, I think we need to punt it on deep and uh, just get out of this half six to nothing, get a game plan back together and come out for the second who get, half. Who gets the ball the second half? We, uh, we do? Yeah, we, we went we, on defense yeah. first. Yeah, we deferred, so we'll get the ball coming out of the break. Yeah, I would punt on this. Yeah, I, I agree. The ball. Yeah, I think I'm with you all on that. Looks like he's – Our Dallas, yeah. we got to come up with you something. I'm the guru. Brian's the <laughs> specialist. we got to figure out something for you, man. There we go. <laughs> got to have a nickname on the sideline. Uh, we'll work on that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dallas. All right, as we get set here for the remaining minutes here, the, the first half, Fort Payne trailing six to nothing. We got that way from a pick six by Gaston City and a missed PAT. So that's how we're here. Both defenses playing well. Fort Payne not able to move the ball, move the ball too much. Gaston City not being able to move it either. A whole lot. They move, they get about a first down. That's about yeah. as far as we've let them yeah. get. And Gaston City's playing a base defense here. I think they may be anticipating a fake. I don't know why I'm Fort Payne. Yeah, they might. Fort Payne, it looks like they're self to punt. They do. They receive the ball. Kick is away. Nice high punt here. Kirkpatrick is going to hit it running at the 35 to 40. Fort Payne's there. Gets around the tackle. Gets around another tackle. Still on his feet. Still in the middle of the field. Dang. It's a oh, great return a, back to the 37-yard line of Fort Payne. Player. Well, it looked like we had him three or four times. Yeah, he just too much speed and size. That's a difference maker right there. It's, it's right. hard to we're, we're back in the spot. They're right exactly the same yard line we punted from. All right, so for, so Gadsden City will set up here with minute 45 left in the half at, at Fort Payne's 38. Fort Payne does not need to get behind anymore. Yeah. If they'll play their base defense, I, I mean. 146, Gadsden's only got one timeout left. I don't believe they've got a, a great field goal kicker, but I don't think they're even thinking field goal. I think they're they're wanting a touchdown. All right, they got four wide, just like Fort Payne. Running back sets up to the left of the quarterback. Still that third string quarterback. He's going to take the ball, look to pass. He's going across the middle, oh, finds goodness. his receiver, makes a move, gets down to the 10, 9-yard mm. line of Fort Payne. Really good passing catch there. All right, so they are in the Aikens red zone. First time any team has been inside the red zone tonight. Yeah. Minute and a half to go. Four Payne's got to buckle down as they will start first and goal from the 10-yard line. Four Payne trying to get a little bit of a goal line defense in. Four Payne getting some uh, linemen out there a little late. Gaston City stacking it up tight. One receiver. Everybody's in tight. They got the big. They got a big running back sitting back there, Brian. Yeah. It's Fort like Payne a calling a timeout here. All right, Fort Payne's going to timeout. We'll take a 30-second with them. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. Bobby Ledbetter's always got inventory rolling in here. If you're in the market for a car, truck, van, or sport utility vehicle, we've got plenty to choose from. Don't forget, we now have two locations. We're at 1015 Galt Avenue South, right here in beautiful downtown Fort Payne. Or you can also travel to Gaston. We're at 901 First Avenue in Gaston, Alabama. Y'all need to come and see us for some great deals, great financing. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. All 
All right, we are back. Let's set you up here with a, one, a little over one minute to go in the first half. Gadsden City with a couple of big plays is setting up now first and goal from the 10-yard line. They have got, look at that, Brian, number 99 yeah, no, in the backfield. Big, he looks to be 300 boy. pounds. And they are going to hand it to him, and he's going to come up the middle. He's got a hole, and he gets it down to the, uh, to the eight-yard line. Two-yard game for the big man. Second down. They, they're not, they don't have to be in a hurry right now, but. That was number 56 on the tackle, Brian. Silas Halmer. I saw that because he was under the pancake from that <laughs> big guy. I mean, I, I getting in front of him. Well, if you've got 99 in the backfield, he's, uh, yeah. Well, they got a 99 and a number 30. Both, no, 30's not in the background. 99 is still in the background. And I'm telling you, listeners, he's at least 285. Yeah, come this way with it. Same play this direction. And they're going to they're going to pass an end zone to the big receiver. Golly. He goes up and makes a catch for a touchdown. Well, they made the move to this kid, 18. Uh, he didn't play a lick last week. And uh, he's, he's done well tonight throwing the ball. And we're just, we're just mismatched. Well, that was a mismatch. Uh, you had that receiver. He, was, he had him by six, yeah, seven inches. Yeah, he had Connor by uh, – yeah, he's 6'3", and Connor's by 5'8", 5'10". All right, so Gaston City up 12-0. They're not going to go for two. They're going to try to fix your point. And this one is away, and this one is – no good. No good. So he's missed two extra points. No good. 12-0. I'm surprised they didn't go for two. 30 seconds left to go in the half, though, as Fort Payne has yet to get on the board. You know, 30 I'd seconds. Yeah, unless they get a really good punt return or field goal, uh, kickoff return. Probably just going to take they, it to the house. I'll just take a knee and go to the house. Fort Payne does get the ball starting the second half. Hopefully we can pick up with the field position uh, coming out of the half. Four Payne's had to start deep in theirs, and Gaston City is about. Dallas, what are you seeing down there? Uh, down there on that goal line there, like I said, they, they moved in those big running backs there, and I think Fort Payne kind of just bit too much on the, the run play there, and then they had that big number 11 flanked yeah. out over there. Yeah, it looked like they were about to run the same play the left side. They had just run to the right side, and they just it picked up and tossed it over Connor. Still, though, I think Fort Payne could take advantage of these two missed field goals later on in this ball game. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the, the, if offense can figure some things out, but man, golly, I, I, I really thought Fort Payne had a, and they still do. They're still not out of it, but two scores is nothing. But my goodness. Yeah, going into halftime just down six would have, would have been a little sweeter. Yeah, it'd have been nicer. All right, as Gaston City gets set to kick off here with 30 seconds remaining, we'll see what they do. See if they go deep or kick it short. Fort Payne has, hasn't been able to move the ball, so we'll see what they do. They're yeah, moving everybody could, to the far side, though. If we could steal some yardage here. They've over, overloaded one side, Brian. And he does. He kicks it deep. It's going to go all the way to the end zone, and that's where they're going to blow it dead. Yeah, I think uh, I would imagine Coach Allen. He'll probably do it. He'll probably call a run play and just see somehow or another it breaks instead of just taking a knee. 29 seconds left here in the first half. Fort Payne now trails 12 to nothing over a pick six and a touchdown by Gaston City, but two missed PATs. Yeah. Well, you'd, have, you'd definitely feel better if we didn't have the pick six and we're down six nothing instead of 12. But uh, 12 not insurmountable, but with the way they're playing defense, it, it can tend to feel that way. All right, here we go. Let's see what Fort Payne wants to do here with 29 seconds. They're going to hand it off to DeBose. DeBose up the middle. He's hit real quick. Drop for a yard and a half game. And he'll probably just let the clock tick away right here, Brian. Yeah. Run one play and let it go. I think that looks like he's going to do is uh, 
Barnes is walking closer to the sideline. 12 seconds. Yeah, it's, this, be, this is where uh, the offensive coaches and defensive coaches, for that matter, this is where they make their money and going in at halftime, looking at what happened, what they can do, what kind of plays will work, what won't work, and, uh, you know, coming out and giving your best shot at it. That's all you can do. All right, that's it for the first half of play. Fort Payne trails Gadsden City 12 to nothing. We'll take a two-minute uh, take a two-minute timeout. We'll be back with halftime. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast friendly and easy service along with ATMs, mobile and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania and Scottsburg. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. Bobby Ledbetter's always got inventory rolling in here. If you're in the market for a car, truck, van, or sport utility vehicle, we've got plenty to choose from. And don't forget, we now have two locations. We're at 1015 Gulf Avenue South, right here in beautiful downtown Fort Payne. Or you can also travel to Gadsden. We're at 901 First Avenue in Gadsden, Alabama. Y'all need to come and see us for some great deals, great financing. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Hi, I'm Reagan Mason, and today I have with me Marcus Ledford, who was chosen as the Offensive Player of the Week for his amazing game against the May Jemison Jaguars. So, Marcus, you beat the Jags by smashing 41 points. So what does this mean for you to contribute to such a big win? Well, first off, they played us in man coverage and dared us to throw it. But I just had to beat my man and do my job on offense and catch the ball and do what I need to do and get the ball in the end zone. So what would you say was the most defining play of the game for you? Most defining play uh, against May Jemison, I want to say, my first first catch was where it all started. A gain of 36 on a just fade route, and it just got the momentum going for the offense. All right, so how are you making sure you stay physically prepared for the upcoming game this week? 
uh, Coach Tinker down there, our strength and conditioning coach, he keeps us in shape, and we just try to hustle around the field every week. So last question before we leave. I know you're a senior, so what legacy are you trying to leave for your teammates? Uh, mainly for the younger guys. I want to show them, like, that you can do a lot of things if you just put your mind to it and give effort into the game. All right, thank you. Once again, I'm Reagan Mason with FPTV, Marcus Ledford, Offensive Player of the Week. Thank you, and go Cats. friends at Wilson Funeral Home and Crematory proudly support all things Wildcats. We wish the best of luck to Fort Payne High School this year. Go Wildcats! Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. Bobby Ledbetter's always got inventory rolling in here. If you're in the market for a car, truck, van, or sport utility vehicle, we've got plenty to choose from. And don't forget, we now have two locations. We're at 1015 Galt Avenue South, right here in beautiful downtown Fort Payne. Or you can also travel to Gadsden. We're at 901 First Avenue in Gadsden, Alabama. Y'all need to come and see us for some great deals, great financing. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. I'm Reagan Mason here with FPTV, and today I have with me Hayden Harrell, who was chosen as the Defensive Player of the Week for his amazing game against the May Jemison Jaguars. So, Hayden, you beat the Jags by a smashing 41 points. So, what does it mean for you to be able to contribute to such a big game like this? Oh, I think it's awesome. It shows um, all the other teams that we'll face and the schedule what we're all about, and basically how we do it as a Fort Bend Wildcat. So what would you say was the most defining play of the game against May Jemison for you? Oh, I think it has to be um, the first play where they uh, scored like a 30-yard pass, and I made a tackle, not letting the momentum get to their side too much and keeping the game in our hands. Of course. So going into the game this week, how are you making sure you stay physically prepared? Uh, we're going hard in practice, trying to stay in shape, get ready for guys and a hard opponent. And also, I think Coach Tinker keeps us in great shape working out every day. So, last question before we leave. Being a senior and all, what is your goal? What is your legacy to leave your teammates? Oh, I think my goal is to leave everything out there because, I mean, you only got a certain amount of time left. I think I want to leave everything out there and show the younger guys how it should be done and how you should leave your legacy. All right, thank you for being here with us today. Once again, I'm Reagan Mason with FBTV, Hayden Harrell, chosen as the Defensive Player of the Week. Thank you and go Cats. Superintendent Brian Jett and Principal Patrick Barnes, Fort Payne City Schools would like to welcome the Fort Payne Wildcat Band to the field. Under the leadership of drum majors Sam Keith and Lance Hardinger, the band will be performing their 2022 show titled Wanted, 
inspired by the old Wild West. Featured soloists are Justin Geis and Becca Clayton.
Wildcat and is under the leadership of directors Ian Pass, Jacob McGraw, and Elena Garrett, with assistance from Jay Garrett, Will Wright, Morgan Munson, and Jonah Browder. September 1st, 1978, Fort Payne Wildcats hosted the Illinois Blue Devils for the first football game in the new Wildcats Stadium. The Wildcats coming off a 0-0 tie with Alabama Aggies the week before were looking to christen the stadium with a win. Illinois struck first with a touchdown in the first quarter but missed extra points. Fort Payne Steve Cunningham returned in soon kickoff to the Illinois 35-yard line setting up the Wildcats for the first score. Brian Beasty scored the first touchdown for the Wildcats with an 11-yard run in the left end zone. Richie Brooks kicked extra point, gave Fort Payne a 7-6 lead. Beasley scored again in the fourth quarter on an 82-yard punt return to give the Wildcats their first victory of the year, 14-6. With only 36 on the team, the undersized Wildcats finished the year 3-6-1, including a win over the eventual area champion, the Glencogale Jackets. Members of that 1978 Fort Payne football team were Ralph Johnson, Chuck Chitwood, Brian Beasley, Steve Cunningham, David Mitchell, Jay Morgan, Jackie Faulkner, Harold Hughes, Dennis Dobbs, Glenn Bowers, Randall Hamm, David Smith, Richie Brooks, Willie Underwood, Chris Morgan, Greg Mayfield, Ken Massey, Chuck Hawkins, Tony Jennings, Mickey Vickers, Steve Potts, Stephen McFadden, Wyatt Evans, Lance Poe, Eric McCurdy, Gene Beck, Joey Ritchie, Stan Fisher, Faithful Burgess, Donald Underwood, Johnny Henderson. Sadly, some of the team members have passed away. Jim Jordan, Richard Stringer, Ryan Presswood, Wade Bobo, and Keith Chandler. The coaches for that 1978 team were uh, Coach James Stanfield, Coach Billy Colvin, Coach Paul Davis, and Robert Brooks, who unfortunately has also passed away. So give these guys a hand. The first football team is Christian the new stadium.
Thank you for coming back. Always glad to see you. more is that correct here so I may stop in the middle of talking Fort Payne trailing 12 to nothing to Gadsden City uh, we got this we got here with Fort with Gadsden City having a pick six miss PAT and a touchdown with another miss PAT so that's where we are both teams not really being able to move the ball too well so we're waiting on Dallas our sideline reporter Fort Payne's down Aaron Field so we should have Coach Elmore up here in a second to give his thoughts on the first half. In the booth checking out the team as they in the field. Hopefully they will discuss uh, something on how to maybe how to move the ball in the second half, see what they can do. Dallas, you with us down there? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. All right, I'm waiting on Coach Elmore to get on it. All right. As soon as Coach Elmore comes up, looks like he's coming out. We'll leave it to Dallas down there. Hey, no. Dallas, you are hot, just by the way. <laughs> All right, good deal. Did y'all get anything sorted out at halftime up there? Oh, up here? Yeah, we're, we're always straight up here, man. I got the fantastic station manager, manager Holly Allen. She's all over it. for halftime warm-ups as we're waiting on Coach Elmore to Dallas to get a hold of him, give, him his, give us his thoughts. Minute 40 left here at halftime before we start up the second half. Kansas City and Fort Payne out on the field going through their warm-ups. I'll tell you what, Brian gave me a hard time about the rain. All right, we got Coach Elmore with us now. We got, all right, let's go down to Dallas and Coach Elmore. All right, Coach, give us a little rerun of what went on that first half there well the defense is playing well well enough to win um, you know we can't we can't throw the pick six we just made their incorrect read there and it happens you know jake never nobody ever intends to make a mistake but he made a mistake there and uh they capitalized on it that was a big play in the game and and honestly it's probably the difference in the game right now we just hadn't had any field position offensively uh, we're trying to get the run going because we know how good they cover and we know how good they pass rush and, uh, you know, we've had a couple of good things, but we just, anytime we get in a third and medium or third and long, 
either we do something wrong, like run the wrong route or the wrong protection or whatever it is, uh, or, or they just make a good play. But we just we can't stay out of our own way right now. We, if we don't fix that, it's going to be a long night. I got to understand there. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the two missed field goals could come in big later on down the stretch when we get that offense going. Yeah, I'll tell the kid, we're, we're one play away from it being right. I mean, it's 12 to nothing. We've played probably about as poor as we can play offensively, and it's 12 to nothing. So we get the ball here. we got to get something going, find a spark, and see if we can get some points on the board. Defense is playing well enough to, to get us back in the game, and we're one big turnover on the way from defense from changing the whole thing back around. All right, sounds good. We look forward to the second half. All right, thank you, Dallas and Coach Elmore. We've got seven seconds here before we start the second half. Um, the specialist has now joined me. <laughs> Had to go get all the answers from the fans in the stands to see what we're going to do. But, uh, you got any scores from any of the games tonight? Yeah, uh, let's take a look at those. I was looking a few minutes ago. Uh, Arab up 21 to nothing on Sardis. Uh, Muscle Show 7 to 6 over Athens. Center point 21 to 3 over Pell City. I got North Sand Mountain up 7 to 6 at the half over Eider. North Sand Mountain is winless okay. to this point. Uh, my old stomping ground, my Opelika Bulldogs, are tied with Central Phoenix City 7 to 7 at the half. That is a big deal because Central Phoenix City is loaded. That's a good <laughs> football team. And to be tied with them, Opelika just in its first year in 7A ball this year. Galesville's leading Cedar Bluff. That, I think that might be a little upset there. I don't think Galesville has won a game as well. Yeah. Sachs is leading over Dadeville, 10-7. That sounds about right. Uh, North Jackson, the Chiefs out of Stevenson are in Huntsville playing against the Randolph Raiders. They are trailing 21-8 in the second quarter. The four-pane Wi-Fi is just overloaded tonight, so I'm going to go off to my... Uh, Sparkman is leading Alberville, 24 to nothing at the half. Alberville has struggled for several years recently. Yeah, a lot of the games were played last night, so we're having to scroll through the finals of last night's game, yeah. try to find some games going on this evening. So, like uh, you know, like Coach Elmore said, really trying to find something to spark in this second half, and uh, they get the ball back. Be interested to see if uh, if he goes with uh, uh, Dax Varnador any. He did not play. Dax did not play the first half. No. I saw him warming up towards the end of the half. Uh, I couldn't tell if that was him just kind of keeping himself loose. Uh, he's getting talked to by a couple of kids. It looks like he may get this first series in the second half. Just see, which I you know I can't fault Coach Elmore with that. He just got to try to find something to spark this offense. All right, Fort Payne sending three back, Brian. Uh, number one, number 35, and number eight. Yeah. To receive the kickoff here from Gadsden City as we get ready for the second half of the Fort Payne Wildcat Gadsden City game. Big game in this region. Maybe Marcus could take one to the house. I tell you what, that'd be a great start to the second half. All right, we're ready. The Fort Payne crowd is here. I noticed the Gadsden City didn't bring a band, maybe because of the thought of rain. But they are bandless. There's only one band here for Payne. Oh, no, Effort Marcus. Receives the ball, and are they going to mark him down there at yeah, the seven? he dropped his knee to catch that ball. And, and so for Payne again. Very unfortunate start to the second half. Starting the second half on their own seven-yard line as he knelt down to catch that ball. And that's where Fort Payne will start here in the second half, trailing 12 to nothing. They are going with Dax, first series of the second half. All right, so Dax Varnador, the sophomore yep. quarterback, getting the start here in the second half. 
like Brian said, seeing if we can spark as he goes under center, Brian. Yep. He takes the ball, hands it off to DuBose. DuBose finds a hole. He's up go. to the 5, 7, let's see, the 17, no, sorry, the 13, 14 yard line. Yeah, if you can get your blocking schemes complicated enough and, and make some push and just create some seams, you don't need a whole lot. And uh, we've seen over the course of this year, Caden DuBose doesn't need a lot of room. All right, Fort Payne going quick here. Seven yard gain on that play. Brings up a short second down, second three. Again, they hand off to DuBose. Yeah, they got that one. And they read that one. Looks like he lost a yard on that play, Brian. Yeah. Just getting a lot of penetration there. They're just, man. So we keeps us, it backs us up. We had a had a manageable third down if we got there, but now it's yep. third and four, third and five. So we're looking for get a get out of the back here yeah. and try to get a first down. Get that same alignment. It makes me think. I wonder if they're going to do um, something off of that this time. Yeah, they're just going to do a Dax power with that. He goes left side. He's got the first down. He's at the 19-yard nice line for the cab fix it first down. Oh, no. He's not limping, is he? Don't limp. Don't limp. Oh, my goodness. I hope he didn't get hurt. Yeah, he's got a little limp to him, but he did make it up to the 19-yard line for a first down. Yeah, just a quarterback power there. Had two lead blockers, Marcus Ledford and Caden Dubos. Left side. Now Dax does look like he gives you maybe a little quicker speed. He does hand it off to DeBose here. DeBose breaks it up Good. the middle. Nice six, seven yard gain. There we go. It is. Uh, they're going to give him seven yards on that play. It's going to bring up second three, Brian. We don't need to go backwards here. Good, good play forward. calls there, getting ahead of the sticks. All right, we got we got a three wide. Two two running backs flank. Varnadormar is going to keep himself from right side. Finds a hole. Gets in another cab. Fix it first down. That's two in a row, Brian. Yeah, they're doing a little bit of the uh, the dink and dunk, but it's really tight inside the tackles. And just looking for little creases. All right, Fort Payne now with the ball on the 41-yard line. 12 to nothing here with 10 minutes to start the second start the second half. Fort Payne now goes four wide again. DeBose flanks, moves around the other side of Varnador on his right side. He's going to take the ball at the middle. Picks up a couple yards. Looks like they're going to give him three on that one, Brian. Yeah. That's okay. Still falling forward. It's going to bring up second and seven. Fort Fort Payne Payne, yeah, going a little bit of tempo there. Yeah, they look to be moving a little quicker. All right, they move the receivers in closer to the line on this one. So they got three. Uh, now they're going to spread them out. Be interested to hear from Dallas and see if he can see anything down there that they're doing a little different. Bonador is going to oh, he's got him out. wide open. He's got a got his receiver over to throw it, turn it on. 20, the 15, the 10, forearm, stiff arm, out of bounds at the 10-yard line. That was different. <laughs> All right, that's going to put him in the Aikens red zone and give him another DeKalb fix it first down as they're in scoring position. First yeah, and goal for the 10. They finally, they finally lulled them to sleep with those runs, and I think what ends up happening is those secondary guys are looking to help out, and they look too quick. And that time it was just wide open. He was open by 20 yards. All right, two running backs to his right. Dax going to keep it himself. Dax only, uh, he gets back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to bring up second goal from the 10. They got something. They're going to do something with that uh, two running back next to each other. I don't know if they're, yeah. they're using those for blockers or if he's going he's to do something out of it. That brings up second down, a little under nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Fort Payne trailing 12-0, looking to strike gold here. They really need a touch here. 
They hand it off to Bose. Bose comes right side. Bose down go. to the four-yard line. A gain of six. A little extracurricular activity in the backfield. No flags. Trying to get untangled, Brian. Yeah, Colton, Colton pleading his case there, trying to get a little extra flag. That's going to bring up third and five from the five. Fort yeah. Payne looking to get on the board right here. I think I think you're going to have to. Oh, man, I don't know if you can. He may try to run twice and see if he's going to go for Yeah. Looks like they may be going. Are they going their short yardage? Right, they they yeah. huddle up. They're going to go their short yardage offense. Dax under center, two running backs behind him. This is a wing T look. It's a sweep. They're going to hand off to DeBose. Right side, DeBose. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Do you go for it? Bring up fourth and one from the one-yard line. Yeah, he's going for it. With 7.50 to go. He's going to stack them in there. Got Will Patton coming in. Fort Bain trailing 12 to nothing as the fans are on their feet here in the third quarter. This is a momentum shifter right here. Fort Payne is City, sticking in. Getting their fans on their feet. Hand off to number 25. He's hit behind the line. Oh he's going to not get it. They're going to hold him. And Gaston uh, City stops Fort Payne short of the touchdown. Wow. Looked like Bennett was meant to go in the, like a C-gap there and, and felt like it wasn't there and bounced it. And as soon as he bounced it, then the Gadsden City defenders just swarmed him. He didn't have a chance once he broke it. All right, so Gadsden City turn um, well, to get the ball back on downs. They're going, let's see, they're going to mark them at the two, looks like two-yard line. This will be a nice chance right here for Fort Payne's defense to bow up. Yeah, we're going to have to – got to get a stop. Fort Payne is is um, really doing a good job this series. I mean, they drove it right down the field on them from the six-yard line all the way down the field. And Dallas says he's got something down there. Dallas, you got something for us? Hey, yeah, look like, like you said earlier, just kind of those little dink and dunk plays there for some short yardages and then um, – wide open for about a 20-yard pass there. Had, it's a good spark of momentum for us right here. And the defense get a good stand here, get good field positioning, and I think we'll I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Quarterback's in the end zone. As he takes a snap, he's going to hand off up the middle. Fort Payne's there. They're going to stop him for no gain. Yeah. <clears throat> you just got to trust that, that what you saw in that first series can be replicated the rest of the game, and if Fort Payne can just keep chipping away at it. Um, Man, boy, we really need a touchdown there, All right, though. second down and 10 from the Gaston City 2. They're going to give them one yard on that one. So second nine with seven minutes to go in the third quarter, trail, uh, leading 12-0. Fort Payne's going to jump. That's going to give them five yards. So they get a free five on that one. Yeah, I can't, can't give them away now. All right, that's going to bring up second and four now for Gaston City as we gave them a free five on that one. Just under seven minutes to play in the third. Gaston City looks like they're in a little bit of a short yardage formation. No, they're trying to they're trying to get everybody right. Second down and Stacking four. Stacking this side. Two receivers go out far side. Looks they're like a sweep coming this way. way. And that's it what is. they're going to do. Here comes a running back coming near side, and Fort Payne's there to meet him. Yeah. No gain on the play, maybe a half yard. It's going to bring up a short third down. Yeah. Usually when you try to out leverage somebody like that, bring the tight end and wing back over to the same side and the running backs opposite the quarterback, usually indicates they're going to run a sweep this way. All right, third and four right here, deep in the Gaston City territory. Let's see if Fort Payne can hold them, trailing 12 to nothing here with six minutes to go in the third. Big stop, big stop right here. Ball is on the... 
eight-yard line of Gadsden City. Quarterback takes a snap. He drops back, looking to pass it. Finds a man over the middle, complete. Deep, deep pass, and he gets it all the way to the Gaston City 30-yard line yeah, for a first down. He's inside coverage there. I mean, that, that that's bracketed pretty well. Can't get a whole lot closer to these guys than that. And that's that's their go-to guy, Clyde Curry. He's been there all night. He's the one to caught the touchdown pass on the end line, down in the goal, uh, the red zone at the end of the first half. All right, timeout referee, let's see. It's like a heat timeout. Heat timeout. We'll take a 30-second. It's 5.44 left in the third. Fort Payne trailing 12-0. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go right, we're back, 5.44 left in the third. Fort Payne trailing 12-0. Had a scoring opportunity get away from them. Now they're trying to stop Gadsden City and get the ball back. Let's go down to Dallas. Dallas, what you got? Looks like Gadsden City's also kind of come out with a few different game plans on their offensive side of the ball there. And uh, like you said, Curry number 11 has just been steady for them all night there. The coverage was good on that uh, yeah. third down play there. Just good pass by the quarterback there. Quarterback keeper read by four pain. Loss of about two yards. I agree. I thought I thought the, the secondary played that about as well as you could and he threaded Pretty well threaded a needle there. He was on his hip pocket right there. Just a great pass. All right, thank you, Dallas. Five minutes left here in the third quarter. Second brings up second down and 12. Fort Payne keeps the offense behind the sticks. They just got to hold them there. Yeah. Yeah, great first down plays and, and run fitting and, and chasing and pursuing on the run. Fort Payne's doing excellent with that. That quarterback takes a snap. Fort Payne pursuing. They throw it out to a screen. Fort Payne's there. He falls down for another loss of about four yards. Yeah, Gaston City seems to be most lethal vertically. Like if they can get off the line of scrimmage and down the field, that's that's their best their best deal. When they're trying to go side to side, Fort Payne's got an opportunity to, to kind of keep up with them. That's going to bring up third and 16 now for Gaston City. Fort Payne looking for a stop and to get the ball back here in this third quarter. Four minute, a little over four minutes to play. Gaston City going uh, four wide, three this side. One guy's on. Yeah, he's uncovered now. But I say he was uncovered. Watch the slot, guys. All right, plenty of time to throw. He's going to move over to his right. Throwing. Oh, oh, we oh, it. oh! Did he get it? No. Oh. Out of bounds. Fort Payne almost come with interception. That was number. Is that 22? That's, that's Connor Kinsley. God, boy, that'd been a great play right there. He, I think he caught it. I don't know if if you could see that Dallas from where your angle is. It looked like he caught the ball, just landed out of bounds. Got nothing on Dallas. You? Yeah, if he was he was from here. It looked like he was jumping out, jumping to make that catch. And yeah, I think he did make the catch. It was just out of bounds over there. Great defensive play, and Fort Payne should come out of this with really good field position with the offense got a spark going. Should be a good yeah. series. Let me ask you this, Dallas. From up here, it looks like a significant uh, size advantage. I mean, oh yeah, significant. I, yeah, and I'd say most positions, especially on the offensive defensive lines, got a got an inch or two on us and probably 30 pounds. Yeah. Uh, Fort Payne's defense, though, is just 
playing lights out, really are. They are. Uh, big, big out to, um, you know, uh, Bennett out there. Uh, yeah. Middle linebacker. Uh, yeah. Whole defense really playing playing great. Uh, this is big fourth down here, like I said, with Fort Payne getting a spark on that last series there with Dax. Uh, I think something good's going to come out of this. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they said illegal touching, Brian. Not sure what happened there. Uh, Five-yard penalty on Illegal touching? Uh, okay. I, I could be wrong. I, that's what it looked like and sounded like from the PA announcer. Anyway, it's going to be fourth and 12. Brandon Oliver back at his own 35-yard line. Nice pick, nice punt. He's going to fair catch it, let it go. It's going to take a Gaston City bounce down to the 22, 21-yard line of Fort Payne. It looks like I would assume, yeah, Dax is going to come back out this series as well, which certainly makes sense given what happened in the first series of the second half. So Dax Varnador will come back out <coughs> here to start the second series of the quarter with 3.37 left in the third, trailing 12 to nothing. Fort Payne looking to get in the end zone. They sniffed it real close last, last yeah, series. Yeah, it's just you think about a touchdown there and then Fort Payne getting the ball back here down just one score. But still plenty of time if they can continue the type of series they had this last time. You have to think Fort Payne's got a chance Dax to stay in this. Dax off to DeBose. DeBose nut real quick by the Gaston defense. Uh, speaking of quick, get out to see quickly, get out to see Patterson's Music and Jewelry. He has a new shipment of Elixir and D'Addario guitar strings in stock, and Dan can restring your guitar probably quickly. Come by and see Dan in Patterson, at Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Fort Payne with four wide. Dax in the shotgun takes the ball. He's throwing it down oh, the middle no. and oh, throws buddy. it. Whew. Really almost, right at the Gatson City defender. almost threw it right at him. All right, that's going to bring up a long third down, third and eight, deep in their own territory. Yeah, Fort Payne is, uh, you think on some of these, you're going to have to get isolation on a third and long, get your best receiver on there uh, on a defensive back and try to just beat him, beat him one-on-one, -on -one, make a move, out route. I'm not sure what all the different tree patterns are going to be, but. I don't know how many we ran, but I still think the old, I guess, hitch and go, as you call the it. The old hitch and go. Maybe. He's going to throw it out this way. He finds the post. Oh, drops the ball. Incomplete. Got to be able to catch it. Yeah. I think there's a little uh, extra, a little extra, extra roughing around going on there that they're going to call on Drake Kirkpatrick. All right, so the pass was incomplete, which would bring up fourth down, but there was a flag. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to get a. We'll let the specialist call it for you. <laughs> I think that um, I think the official saw that uh, he gave him a little extra as, uh, as that old former NFL official said, giving him the business. All right, Gaston City with the 15-yard penalty. That's going to give Fort Payne a decab fix at first down. We'll take it that way. We'll take it. That's going to push the ball up to the 43-yard line. Yeah, and, really, and, and, Fort, and Gaza City's defense is doing an excellent job with Fort Payne. There's no sense in giving Fort Payne an option or an, uh, an advantage with another first down. All right, three minutes left to go in the third. Fort Payne trailing 12 to nothing. Dax Barndor is quarterback. He's uh, empty, empty backfield right now as Fort Payne has five wides. Yeah, soft coverage on Nolan up top. He takes the ball. Looks downfield, he does throw it. He slips it out there a little too long, though, for the receiver. Had him a, had a step. Looks like we're going to need an appearance call. Hey, listen, <clears throat> I've seen offenses get a little bit of momentum from just penalty after penalty after penalty. That time on Carter Tinker, looks like a little bit of holding or uh, pass interference. Okay, I have yet to see the flag. 
I just hear about you talking, and oh, there it is, right there in the middle of the field. Holding they're going to call holding and not pass interference. That's so, going to be a 10-yard penalty. First down. Another DeKalb picks it first down, Brian. Yep. We'll take them. That's going to move the ball right on the other side of the 50. So Fort Payne now operating in Gadsden City territory with three minutes yeah. to go in the third. The one thing I would say there is Dax does need to set his feet. He's throwing a little bit just like kind of off his back foot. And, a little more like he's slinging it. Yeah, kind of slinging it from the hip versus – they hand off to DeBose. DeBose comes inside, finds a hole. DeBose gets through. He's there at the 35, go, 30, the go, 25, go, the 20, go, 15, go, 10, go. 5, and tackled down at the five-yard line. Oh They're going to give him the six. That away, Caden. For DeKalb fix it, first down. And the Aikens red zone. In the Aikens red zone. Thank you, specialist. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah, I think Fort Payne's going to go to their – no, they're going to stay in their base offense right now. I would uh, – All right, Fort Payne with another opportunity, Brian. First yeah, down. I'm, I'm guessing – this is just guessing. I'm just guessing right now trying to get in Coach Elmore's head, um, which is, you know, I, I don't claim to know any of that. But I think they're going to try to keep Gadsden City spread out versus trying to pack them down because they're too athletic to try to run short yardage right, stuff. All right, Vondor is going to keep it, but he's not going to get anywhere. Matter of fact, he loses a couple yards. They're going to mark him down just shy of the 10, so he loses two. Golly, the athleticism. It's going to bring up second and nine now. They're going to say 10. Dallas, really how would you now. like to take on that block? Yeah, <laughs> there's some big blocking going on down here. Uh, I, think a, I think a play action, Brian. Yeah, I think that would be something good. Gaston City shot himself in the foot a couple times with some penalties here, and then Caden kind of bounced that one outside and just showed his speed off down that sideline. Yeah. All right, two minutes, a little under two minutes, 12 nothing. Gaston City, Dax, he hands it off to Bennett. Bennett takes the ball down to the six-yard line. Bring up third. Yeah. They're going to go seven, so it's going to be third and seven from the seven. I'm, all, I'm almost tempted to play action this. I don't think you can run from seven-yard line. It's like, is Bennett limping a little bit? He doesn't look like he's limping. Oh, it looked like he kind of got rolled a little bit maybe on that last play. A minute and a half in the third, 12-0, Fort Payne facing a third and seven as the clock, as the play clock ticks down to 12 seconds. Fans are on their feet, 10 seconds on the play clock. Barnard looking around. Stem Marcus Ledford on this guy right here. Stem in the back of the end zone. Four seconds, three seconds. Barnard takes a snap. He's looking. Right. He's going to take the ball himself. He tries to follow a block, and he's going to ah. get down to about the four-yard line. Bring wow. up fourth and four. I think you're going to have to take points. You've got to, you can't come away with no points on this. I think what do we do? This is why I'm not a coach. Dallas, what are they talking about? Can you tell? Looks like Coach Elmore is going to take a timeout right here, uh, talk about this, see what they need to do here. And I think uh, Bennett is all right on it. I think he might have limped over here, but I think he's good to go. Okay. All right, we'll take a 30-second with them. Uh, with 52 seconds left in third, Fort Payne trailing 12 to nothing. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back as I try to give uh, Brian my yeah. plays. Chris has got to figure it out if we can just connect him to Coach Elmore. We're we, need to, we need to run that mic. Uh, hey, where, where's our man on the side? Hey, run, run, run that touchdown play. Run that play. <laughs> run that play. 
right, let's set the scenario. 52 seconds left in the third quarter. Time is running by quickly. Fort Payne is trailing 12 to nothing. They have the ball fourth, fourth down and five from the four and a half. And they are coming out yeah, to go for it. it. They're spreading it. So at this point, Coach Elmore is going to roll in the dice. Dallas, what you got? Looks like uh, looks like they may possibly spread it, all, spread it all out there and let Dax just make his decision and run it in there. Quarterback draw, boy, they've got the, they've got the box stacked. Five wides. Uh, and looks Fort like we're gonna, uh, we got to kick a field goal. Yeah, well, you got to kick a field goal now. Got to take the points after Fort that. Jumps, that's now going Which makes you go back to that first drive and say, if you kick field goal there, now you're down six or 12 to six. But I, I, agree, I agreed with him going for it on that uh, first series. Yeah, I think you have to on that. On that, before the penalty, that's, you have to go for that. All right, so four pain moves. It's going to back it up five. That's going to put a field goal attempt right in the middle of the field from about the 22-yard line which will make it a 32-yard field goal. I'm sorry, not 22, the 17-yard line. So a 27-yard field goal attempt. Ball's down, kicks up, it's blocked. Gaston City picks up. This wow. is going to be a touchdown. He's at the 50. Nobody's even near him. We do have some Bennett's running him down, but he's got blocked. 10-5, touchdown Gaston City. Came right up the middle. I mean, right up the gut. And wasn't off the edges, wasn't anything. And, uh, man. That's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one, and this game could be the dagger. Well, well, the, the good thing is you get the ball right back quickly. Yeah. So if you can score quickly, it's right now you're you're going to be battling right now the emotions of the game, and this is where you look at it. And correct me if I'm wrong. Fort Payne has not punted this half, have they? They have not. So they've driven twice down inside the five and came away with no points. In fact. Gadsden City's got points off of it. So, so Gadsden City now with touchdown on the blocked field goal leads 18 to nothing with the very important point after for them as they have yet to make one. 36 seconds left in the third quarter. All right, there's a snap, holds a little high. He fumbles the hold. He's going to have to run it out. And he, Fort Payne able to knock down, but there's a flag on the play. Fort Payne stops him. We'll see what the penalty is. So it looks like it's against Gaston City. Uh, he's pointing that way. Point after no good. Illegal procedure against Gaston City. That penalty is declined. So again, Gaston City cannot convert the point after attempts, leaving the door open for four pain. I hope so. All right, 18 to nothing with 36 seconds left. You gotta have it. You gotta have it now, Brian. Yeah. Well, this is the challenge. This is where um, it, the challenge is you've, you've overcome what happened in the first half. You finally got your offense clicking, but you're not scoring points. In fact, you're going the other direction. They're scoring points off of your attempts to score points, and so you're you're battling your own emotions now and trying to get yourself to not get in that defeatist attitude of, hey, uh, it's over, because you can't go there because. You drove twice right down the field. You put any of those in, and um, and you got a chance. I mean, Four Payne has got to stop on, uh, got to get a move here, get down and score. They have to score on this series, and um, and then stop them, and then go from there. But those are your first two options. You can't, you just can't roll over, and that's where uh, the guys are mentally tough enough to do that. Just got to display it right here. All right, Fort Payne will send three back. 
Kansas City will be kicking off. Maybe they can steal something here. It'd be off. nice if we get a nice return and get some field position. We have yeah. yet to start well, off you with see field what, position. You see what has happened on that long pass to Skyler uh, Cody, that long run by Caden Dubose. Even with all that said, they can run you down and then reset their defense, and then they're still good enough to stop you. So you just got to keep pounding and keep pounding and keep pounding with this team. And, and to, to their credit, Fort Payne has done that all night. All right, uh, Gaston City with the kickoff. Deep kick, looks like it's gonna be just shy, three yard line. Leffer's gonna get it, he's at the 20, he's at the 25, he gets hit 25 and taken down at the, at the 20 yard line, sorry. So Gaston City will set up at the 20. Yeah. Here with 28 seconds left in the quarter. Uh, did I say Gadsden City will set up? Did I just say that? I did say that. I'm sorry. Another flag on the far side. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm not the specialist. Um, <laughs> Fort Payne will set up on the 20. Did you say a flag? Yeah, on the far side. It was covered up. I'm not sure what happened there. Looks like it's going to go against Gadsden City. Let's see. No blocking the back against Fort Payne. That's going to mm. move it way back. Well, that's not what you want. No, boy, we, we could get a man. I'd love to start in some good field position. Yeah. All right, Fort Payne, that's going to give them their starting field position now back at their own. Might nine consider yard going line. to. I'm interested to see how the. Well, Varnador is still in now for Fort Payne yeah. as they're now back starting at their own nine yard line, first and 10, with 28 seconds to go in the third. Looking to get something started to get some points on the board. DeBose gonna move up to Varnador's left side. He's gonna hand it off to DeBose. DeBose gets through a hole. He's at the 20, he gets around the tackle. He's at 25. Draggling tackers to the 27 yard line for nice the cap, picks it first down. Nice pickup. That's a good way to end. If they take that to the end of the quarter. And he's get come up gimping. Yeah, gimping. really. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think this is Alex's first uh, stint at running back this half or this game, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember Alex being in at all. All right, it's 15 seconds left here in the third quarter. See if we get off a play here before the quarter ends. Ten seconds left on the clock. Dallas, see what you, you got anything on Caden or anything else? Uh, Long pass, man's got a step. Little gimpy right now, but looks like he uh, his shoe was kind of half on and half off right there. Uh, that could have been a little bit of the issue, but he is a little gimpy right now. I yeah. think he's going to be all right there. All right, Fort Payne attempted a long pass, went incomplete. That's going to stop the clock with two and a half seconds to go here in the third. Second down and 10 for Fort Payne. Yeah, if you're Varnador, you can't press right here. Just takes what the defense is giving you. Play within the call. Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing. Varnador takes a snap. He hands it off to the run back, number 11. He gets through a hole. He's at the 40. Oh, wow. He gets trailed. And a flag, face mask, two flags. Force collar slash face mask. <laughs> And that was a DeKalb fix it first down on that run. Man. But man, he just grabbed him by his head. Yeah, he, he wasn't about to let go either. And lassoed him down. <laughs> Personal Steve, foul. Steve foul. Chambers, the PA announcer, goes, I'm guessing that's a face mask over the loudspeaker. <laughs> well, that'll take us to the fourth quarter there. That will take us to the fourth quarter. Let's see. Let's see what they do here. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna have to break for the quarter. Before we take you to it, let's just make sure you know they're funny around here. <laughs> I'm surprised we hadn't had any knees uncovered penalties. All right, uh, 
hang with us here, folks. Showing the clock is showing zero seconds. Let's see if they're going to put anything on the board or something right here. Let's see. Fort Payne trailing 18, nothing. Don't have a first down at the Gasson City 42. I wonder if. Uh, will they put? Will they do a play? Let them run a play. No, here? I'm, I'm wondering if this is. This is just me kind of trying to think if he's trying to get a little bit more of a penalty than just the 15 yards on Drake or Patrick for that type of a flag because it was. It was as blatant. I mean, like, I'm going to tackle you by your face mask. All right, so that is the end of third quarter. Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing to Gadsden City. We'll take a 30-second with them. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania and Scottsburg. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with. All right, welcome back to Fort Payne High School. We're gonna send it down to our sideline reporter, Dallas. All right, guys, uh, you know, after that block field goal there, I was a little worried about the morale of the team here, but this team right here is actually, I think, fired up more since that has happened, and especially since this drive's, you know, oh. continuing here with Fort Payne. So, yeah, uh, looking good down here on our side. And I think yeah. we got, uh, the guys are getting behind each other. Well, you see that first series, they kind of little bitty plays here and there and then kind of found some chinks. They're getting some chunk plays now, and um, – if they can continue that, then it's certainly reasonable to have three drives or four drives in this fourth quarter and, and put some points on the board. All right, here we are to start the fourth quarter. Fort Payne first and 10 at the Gaston City 42-yard line as they're trailing 18-0. They're going to reverse handoff to number eight. He, got, he drops the ball, and they're going to lose a mm. ton of yardage mm. on that play. Yeah. That didn't go well at all. No, trying to steal something. There was a couple times I watched in the Buckhorn film they did some reverse passes and it worked and their defensive backs will come up at that time they pushed the defensive lineman in the way and he saw it coming from the direction he was rushing from and he just it had no chance All right that blew up on it was an eight yard loss so it's going to bring up second and 18 as dax fakes the handoff he's going to throw it deep has a oh, man he's got him wide open it. oh my goodness wide open. oh my goodness he had cody wide open just slung it too far it's going to bring up third and 18, Brian. That was it right there. Wow. Mm. Well, just missed it. It was there. Third and 18, 18, Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing here with 11 and a half to start the fourth quarter. Fort Payne looking for something. Defense comes up on the receivers. They're going to hand it off to DuBose. DuBose finds a hole up the middle, but not near enough as he doesn't even make it back to the original line of yeah, scrimmage. They're going to have to go for it. I think they're in a position now. I don't think you can keep punting. Oh, but it's, it's going to bring up fourth and 12, and that's yeah, it's tough. That's tough that's fourth tough, down cover. That's tough convert. fourth down, too. What do you got, Dallas? It looks like we got one of the Gadsden City's defensive linemen down on the field down here. Okay. Uh, but I'm with you. I think uh, midfield here. This late in the game, down 18, we're going to start going for it on fourth down. Yeah, you got to you got to start pushing and making stuff happen because it doesn't really matter what they do right now. We've got to score points. You're thinking probably best case scenario right now. I mean, three possibly four 
possessions be all that be left in this quarter. Yeah. All right, with 11 minutes to go, we'll take a 30-second while there's a man down the field. Fort Payne's leading, I mean, losing 18 to nothing, actually will stay here. They're about to pick him up. I thought he was going to lay there a little bit longer, but he did not. Yeah. So the Gaston City injured player is walking <laughs> off the field slowly. As it is now fourth down and a lot. Fourth and 12 now for Fort Payne as we believe they're going to go for it here. About midfield, they're going to be going from the 45-yard line of the Gaston City. Yeah, you got to, I, I think, maybe trying to look for a mismatch, trying to line up, a, try to get a Skylar Cody against a, a linebacker versus a corner or safety. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's, a, there's all kind of different ways there. It looks like they're going to go well, I don't, empty backfield. I don't think a running play or a quarterback draw will do it. No. We're going to have to throw it. Yeah. You may want to roll him out. And Gadsden City going to a base is his zone coverage now. They are. They're rushing. So Dax puts in. He falls down and loses yardage and turnover on downs. Fort Payne was tackled at the Gadsden City 48. Loss of two. Yeah. They, they, when, when, when all they have to do is pin their ears back and go, they're pretty good at it. Um, when, you, when you can get them to um, have to think a little bit, you can have somewhat of an advantage on these guys. All right, first and 10 now for Gaston City at their own 48-yard line with 10 and a half left to go in the game. Fort Payne needing the defense to step up to get, a, get the ball back quickly. Yeah, I would imagine they're, they're going to try to just run some clock here. Quarterback takes snap. He hands it off to the running back. Met quickly by Fort Payne. Tries to wiggle out of it, but they they get on him and they're driving him back. Ball's out. Fort Payne gets no, the ball. No, no, that ball was out. Yep, they're gonna mark him down, Brian. Yeah, that's. I don't know if Dallas, if you've got an angle on that, but I, looks like it was a fumble for me right here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the referee's seeing there, but yeah, I saw Bennett come in. It looked to me like Bennett went in there with the intent of stripping it. I think Bennett did strip it and pulled it out as he was going down, but the guy fell down at an angle that the official didn't see the ball out. So they gave the ball back to Gaston City, blew it dead. So Gaston City with a gain of two yards on that play, they'll have the ball at the 50 now. Second down and eight, which is a potential turnover turned over. Gaston City looking to stop, I mean, Fort Payne looking to stop them right here. They got four wides, three far side, one near side. Running back. Flanks the quarterback on his right side as he's in the shotgun. Looking to get the play from the coach as they are letting the time tick. They never, did they start the play clock? I guess they did. 20 seconds, 18 left on the play clock. Plenty of time for the offense. They're letting, they're letting the time tick away. Nine and a half to go in the fourth. Yeah. They hand it off to running back. He's able to get through. He gets a yard on that play. It's going to bring up third and long. I think you really have to give Gadsden City a lot of credit for uh, not shooting themselves in the foot. Um, play pretty sound fundamental football for most of the game. And, and when you do that and you're as, as big and as powerful as they are at each position, it's, it's just tough to overcome that. Third and seven now for Gadsden City. They got three wide. Running back flanks the quarterback. They look over for the coaches for the signal. 13 seconds left on the play clock here with 8.45 left in the fourth. Fort Payne needing to get a stop right here. 
They do hand it off again. Fort Payne sniffs out, but he gets around, mm. and they're going to. That's going to be. That's going to give him. Uh, he's not there. He's, he's not there. short. He's two yards short. Actually, probably more like a yard and a half short. Fourth down. Let's see if they give it back to Fort Payne. Gonna, I, would, I would imagine they're going to go for this. Time is kick, ticking down, 8-17 and ticking. Fourth and a yard and a half now for Gaston City. Fort Payne needing a stop right here to get the ball back. This would help if we could hold them. Yeah. I'd look for maybe a power this direction. They've got a lot of a lot of bodies on this side of the ball. Trying to get Fort Payne to jump on that Four one. Four seconds, three seconds left on the play clock. One second, Dan Sam, that's play, that's, that's penalty. Uh, he's he's going to give him the timeout. Oh. He gave it to him. So Gaston City called a timeout just in time with seven and a half left to play in the fourth quarter. Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing. We'll take a 30 second. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Your friends at Wilson Funeral Home and Crematory proudly support all things Wildcat. We wish the best of luck to Fort Payne High School this year. Go Wildcats! All right, welcome back here at Fort Payne Stadium, Fort Payne, Alabama. Fort Payne Wildcats trailing the Gaston City Titans 18 to nothing in a big matchup of Region 8 powerhouses. Fort Payne was undefeated up to this point. Gaston City, two losses, but to two big teams. Shows you how good Hewitt Trustful is. Yeah, yeah they put they put a whooping on Gaston City. So uh, seven and a half to go. Gaston City looking at a fourth and one and a half from the Fort Payne 44-yard line. Needing a, four, needing a first down to keep that clock running down on Fort Payne. Fort Payne needing to stop to try to get the ball back. Fort Payne swaps his personnel out, I guess, based on their personnel, looking at what they're going to try to do, which is a short yardage run. This is that goal line run they did a while ago. They're bringing in the big horses. They do hand it off at the middle. And got he stopped. If he stays down, he tried to reach for it. No, they're I don't think he got down. it. No. He did not get it. No, he didn't get it. Great job by the defense. They'll turn over on downs. Fort Payne will get the ball at their own 43-yard line. I'm going to tell you what. That's big time right there. Even as Dallas, what you got? Uh, looks like Fort Payne kind of went into what they were calling a Seminole defense there for that uh, goal line. I guess you'd call a goal line stand right there. Yeah. And uh, that's a big stop for Fort Payne. I and mean, it just shows you there's a lot of fight in these Fort Payne guys down yeah. here. Yeah. That, that's big. I mean, that's a that's a tough that's a tough play right there. Yeah, that, that was, a like he said, probably a 315-pound running back right there. <laughs> uh, trying to stop him, just let him not get a yard. You know, that's tough. That's big boy refrigerator Perry back in our day. You that, that is. All right, first and 10 from the Fort Payne 44-yard line with seven and a half left to go in the fourth quarter. Barnador is going to fake the handoff, roll out. Oh, he's going to get back. He's got to get rid of the ball. He does. And DeBose mm -hmm. just turned around to miss it. Oh, he got And Dax, Dax looks like down. he may be hurt. He's on the field. Hadn't come up yet. I didn't see what happened there. Barnes, Barnes is coming in. He's telling Barnes to go back, but no, he's got. He's coming out. Yeah, he's got to come out now. Man, I don't know what happened there. I didn't see what happened after the. All right, Jake Barnes is in now for the first time this half. Here was seven and a half to go, trying to get to Fort Payne first down here. Ball's on the 44-yard line still, second down and 10. They hand it off to DeBose. DeBose trying to snake through. He gets a couple yards, and that's all. 
Brings up a long third down, bro. What you got on Jake down there? I mean, on Dax. Uh, it looks like Dax is going back in right here. I'm not sure if he just kind of sprained something a little bit there. He come back over here to the sideline and saying, put me back in, I'm ready to go. So yeah. uh, Dax is back in now. That brings up a long third and eight. Trying to get, trying to keep the drive alive here in the fourth quarter, trailing 18 to nothing. Four wide for four pain. Dax going to take the ball, looking to throw it. He lost it up high. He's got a receiver. Caught it. And he makes it. No. No, he mm. drops the ball or either steps out of bounds. Couldn't tell. And ball passes incomplete. That's going to be fourth down, Brian. Yeah. Fourth down from gotta their go, own. Got to go. From their own 46-yard line, it's fourth and eight. Yeah, they, they have got every receiver we've got, they've got a guy that can run slap with him. And, um, well, that, what the old adage is, it's not about the X's and O's, the Jimmy's and Joe's. Yep, so a little, now we've just gone under seven minutes. Fort Payne, fourth and eight from their own 46-yard line. Four wide. Dax Monitor, quarterback, takes a snap. He's looking to throw. He finds a man too high. too high. Overthrows Nolan. That was Skylar Cody. Excuse me, Skylar Cody. So turnover on downs. Yeah, Fort, run, fails Fort Payne's to, running out of time now. They fail to advance the ball. In high school football, the, the clock is not long. No, no, you don't have a bunch. You don't have a whole lot of series. All right, Gaston Steve will get the ball now on the 46-yard line of Fort Payne. Looking to just hold it and keep it as they are leading 18 to nothing. Probably what you what you just said that they'll they'll just use clock and run the ball. Yeah, their defense is just is so stout. Take the snap, they hand it off the running back. He's trying to dance, get through the line. He gets uh, two or three yards on that run. Bring up second down and seven. Boy, it's a whole different ball game. You can sit there and go what if all day long, but my goodness, Fort Payne scores on those goal lines. Um, and, and we're in the game. I mean, if it, those are two touchdowns and the defense is playing sound enough that they score there. So I think that's what you got to look at and go away from this as we kick, and I'm certainly not trying to put them in the grave right now, but this game. They're going to give him four on that play, Brian, so it's second and six. They've got two receivers near side. None on the far. Order, quarter, running backs flanking the quarterback. Quarterback takes snap. He's going to hand it off. They're going to sweep this way. He comes up. More pains there to make the tackle. That's number 10 and number, number 42 yeah. on that tackle. Kobe King. Four paint calls. Uh, I guess is that a heat timeout? Well, there, what it is, there's a timeout on the field. So with the timeout on the field, with just under six minutes to play in the game, Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks. This is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. Bobby Ledbetter's always got inventory rolling in here. If you're in the market for a car, truck, van, or sport utility vehicle, we've got plenty to choose from. And don't forget, we now have two locations. We're at 1015 Gulf Avenue South, right here in beautiful downtown Fort Payne. Or you can also travel to Gadsden. We're at 901 First Avenue in Gadsden, Alabama. Y'all need to come and see us for some great deals, great financing. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Our 
we are back and you know from the game Fort Payne is not being ran over and, and speaking of running over and probably what they could have used is a four by four truck which you can probably find at Wheels Auto Sales, Brian. <laughs> if you're looking for a dependable used car, four by four truck, check out Wheels Auto Sales. Buy here, pay here with a low down payment. Four payments gonna come see you and jump in the truck and run over Gaston City. Yeah. All right, here we go. That's about what we needed tonight with some four by fours. Third and six. Gaston City is gonna hand off, running some clock. Four Payne's gonna read that. They're gonna stop him and he loses about five on that play. Bring up fourth down and uh, 10. Oh, they're going to throw a flag, and it looks like it might be against yeah, Fort Payne. it's going to be on Hayden Harrell. That's a first down right there. Kid was with Alex Akins, and Alex was restraining himself, and Hayden jumped in there to shove him, and that's what got the flag. That's personal foul, personal and it's going to be a first down after Fort Payne held him on the third down play. Yeah. Mark it off 15 yards. Coach Prater's telling him that he wish he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he's saying. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Those words. Was, and I'm sure we don't want a Dallas to report back to what he said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That gives uh, Gaston City a first down at the Fort Payne 31. New set of downs. Just a little over five minutes left in the game. They got a stack receivers on both sides, Brian. Yeah. I think that means receivers are out of the way so the running back has all the room he can get. I'd be surprised if they throw it at all the rest of this game. I wouldn't. Quarterback gives a signal to the line. Backs back up. They got plenty of time. 14 seconds is the clock. By the way, I'm, I'm curious as to how this is the 13 quarterback, by the way. Because he's been cool he, all night. He, he's played pretty well. They're going to throw it over to a wide, kind of a wide receiver screen somewhat. Four Payne sniffs it out. He gains about three yards on that play. Two or Flag three yards. on the play. I think, the, I think it's getting a little bit chippy down there. Dallas, can you hear any jawing on? Uh, yeah, it is getting a little chippy down here. And uh, after that last uh, penalty there, uh, I don't think anybody else will be getting a penalty after uh, <laughs> Coach Prater getting on to him down here. But it is getting a little chippy down here. And, Looks like Gaston City, you know, is just trying to run down the clock here and uh, milk yeah. this thing on out. But a lot of positives for Fort Payne uh, across the board, I think, with a very good Gadsden City team that, you know, pro probably going to win the region, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, you're going to have down in Birmingham, you got your Clay Chalkbulls and, um, and and those inner Birmingham schools. Uh, from a Huntsville standpoint, I don't see anybody that's maybe over in Muscle Shoals. I don't know what they have this year, but – from a north standpoint, Gadsden City's got to be up to the top of that list of, of teams that could, could could handle other teams in the north. 440 left to play here in the fourth quarter. Fort Payne trailing eight to nothing. Gadsden City got a holding call, backed up 10 yards, so it's second down and 18 for Gadsden City. Officials call a timeout for a second as they talk. Yeah, I felt good going into this game. I thought, man, Fort Payne's got a chance. and. and halftime I wasn't I was like well maybe I just overestimated Fort Payne's abilities but in this second half I think if you you come back I think Fort Payne can play with this team uh, given the right set of circumstances don't make some boneheaded mistakes take advantage of some opportunities you know Fort Payne can be in this game but um, just didn't happen tonight first and 18 for Kansas City they're gonna hand it off to running back he gets around the right side able to get about six yards on that play gonna bring up second and 13 
clock is ticking. Four and a half left in the fourth quarter. Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing. Second, they're going to give him second down 13 at the Fort Payne 34-yard line. We have seen glimpses of uh, Fort Payne looking good. They just uh, yeah. some, some mistakes. Yeah, and and Gadsden City's able to cause a lot of those mistakes. And Fort Payne just couldn't overcome it. Quarterback takes snap. He's going to hand it off to running back right up the middle. He's going to push forward for about four-yard gain. Yeah, Fort Payne settling out to the run right now, just trying to get the clock stopped. But at 349, it's just you'd have to have a real, real big miracle right now. To That's, it's going to bring up third down and a short. 10 or a long nine. It's my half yard, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> They're going to say third and 10 on the scoreboard. We'll go with them. So they got the ball on the Fort Payne 31 yard line. Third and 10 with three and a half left to go in the game. Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing. Both Fort Payne and Gas City haven't really moved when those quarterbacks do that. They, they slap their hands. And they are going to blow the whistle here. Call the timeout, I think. Yep, they're going to take a timeout. So with a timeout here, with three minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing. We'll take a 30 second. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast friendly and easy service along with ATMs, mobile and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Alright, we're back. Three minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Um, I'll tell you this, the, the crowd came tonight. They were vocal several times yeah. during the game. Um, and crowd, if you're, if you're leaving and heading back to your car, come back, you know, next game, be just as loud. Keep the team going. Yeah. It always helps. The, I know it helps the players and the fans are yelling for them. All right, third down and 10 here for Gaston City. They're going to hand off up the middle to the big running back. He's able to get through some tackles, and they stop him at the – 24-yard line, just a couple yards short of a first down. It's going to bring up fourth and two or three here. Yeah, Fourpain just kind of playing the timeout game right now and just hoping that they can get something moving. And But with three minutes left, needing three scores, you've just got to – but you still got to play like you, you're trying. We'll stay here with it right now. Let's see. Let's look up some scores, Brian. Sure. Kid, uh, kids. Games play tonight. Finally got one. All right, North Sam Mountain. Looks like North Sam Mountain is going to get their first win as they are ahead over Eider, 28-12. A little bit of an upset there. I had predicted Eider. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got Arab 42 to nothing over Sardis. I can't remember. now. Now we're getting finals, so now I got to figure out who played last night. I know, <laughs> who it. Played I know it. You look at the look at today. It says there today. Go. I got my Opelika Bulldogs tied with Central Phoenix City, 14 to 14. That, I can't say it enough. How, that's a big deal because uh, Central Phoenix City's running over people down yeah. in the south in 7A. Looks like an exciting uh, game against Cedar Bluff and Galesville. They're tied, Brian, in the fourth quarter, 22 to 22. There you go. Muscle Shoals up 28 to 20 over Athens in the fourth. 
All right, three minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing. Fourth down and four for Gaston City as they're looking to stop them and get the ball back. And bringing Bennett Blanks off the corner. Three wides for Gaston City, one running back. Blank to the right of the quarterback who's in the shotgun. He takes the ball. They're going to look to throw right here, Brian. They do. They throw it across and complete. Stops the clock. Fort Payne will get the ball. Yeah, finally, finally threw a bad pass. All right, so Fort Payne ball as they take over on downs. They'll have the ball at the Fort Payne 25-yard line as they look to put some kind of points on the board here in the fourth yeah, quarter. It'd be, it'd be nice. I'm going to call it a moral victory. I don't want to really like, nobody likes to use that term because that just means you lost. <laughs> but if Fort Payne can move the ball here and get some points on the board, walk away with some kind of positive offensively, <clears throat> even though they did move the ball, they've shown they can move the ball against this team. So... All right, three-minute offense here for Fort Payne. They have to move it 75 yards for, for, for a touchdown, less than that if they can kick a field goal. Four wide. Barnor looking to pass, almost hit behind the lines, and they're going to get him, and he cannot stay alive as he is tackled yeah. for a five-yard loss. got to throw that one away, and that's something that, that Dax needs to learn in this kind of context and just get rid of it. i tell you another positive out of this is that you've got to – a backup quarterback, a second-string quarterback to come in and lead your offense down the field. That's a real big positive going forward. It's going to bring up, they're going to give him just a loss of four. So it's now second down and 14 with two and a half to go in the game, trailing 18 to nothing. Barndor takes snap. He throws it out quick, overthrows his receiver. He's throwing it high, Brian. Yeah, just, he just timing and getting everything settled in. He's a good running quarterback. He's got a great arm. All right, that's going to bring up long third and 14 here with two and a half, a little under two and a half to go in the fourth quarter. If they don't get it here, you think they'll punt or go for it? I, I, I don't know. It's a good question. Dax steps back. They blitz Boy, him. There's not anybody there. And he throws an interception. They got the ball, and then Fort Payne tackles him at the 16-yard line. So he just threw it up. He was about to get sacked, and Gaston City intercepts over the mistake. And they get the ball back at the 16 with two, a little over two minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Well, I think they just slammed the ball down. He's going yeah, to call it's gonna unsportsmanlike. After he intercepted, he slammed the ball down the ground, so that's going to get an unsportsmanlike penalty. Well, Dallas standing there all night. What's your takeaway? What do you what do you see down there? Uh, I think there, like I said, there's a lot of positives. I think our defense played really well tonight. Uh, like you said a few minutes ago, our backup quarterbacks came in in the second half and led the team uh, down the field several times. And we're, we're, we're two plays away from this being a, a one-score ball game. Had a couple yeah. mistakes there, that pick six early in the game. Uh, I, I, this game's a lot more evenly matched than people's going to think looking at the score at 18 yeah. to nothing. I totally agree. Uh, I from, totally agree. From down here, um, like I said, Fort, Fort Payne looks really good, and it's hard to say that when, when you're getting beat 18 to nothing. I but uh, I think they can take a lot away from this game. Well, and I thought, I thought in the first half, it looked like a big, big mismatch, um, and Fort Payne found a way to fight through and make it a competitive game. And if they could do that from start to finish, they're in this game. Yeah, look, coming off the bus, Gadsden City looks like a heck of a oh, team my for sure. Look All right, like Gaston gives the big 99. He's, he's a well, and he is moving. He's got ball all the way down the 15-yard line. They gave it to the 300-pounder. They're going to see if they can let him score, probably. I, I imagine that's what they're doing. 
he is a, we used to call those guys stump, tree stumps. That's uh, tough to, uh, there's nothing to grab. <laughs> I mean, it's like grabbing a hold of a big tree. And when we say tree stump, we're talking about a sequoia, not a maple. Like if I got a running back, I can get my arms around him. I can't get him, I mean, you got to go low with this guy. All right, Fort Payne's going to call a timeout here. We'll take a 30 second with him. Uh, right now, a little under two minutes to go in the game. Fort Payne trailing 18 to nothing. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we are back as Gaston City has the ball deep in Fort Payne territory, and they've got the tree trunk in it, running back number 99. And they are just, it looks like they're just going to line up and do the goal line running game. They're just going to see if Fort Payne's man enough to stop the big man. Two minutes to go. Quarterback under center now as he's going to hand off to the big guy. And a legal procedure against Gadsden City, so that's going to back them up five. Going to bring, down, bring up first down and 15. Gadsden City can get a first down at the Fort Payne five-yard line, looks like. So I think last week Gadsden City beat uh, Buckhorn like 35 to 7. Mm -hmm. I think that was their 31, score. Yeah. 31, 31 to 7. Yeah, I watched the film on that game, and um, Buckhorn had some athletes to run with Gadsden City. I don't know what, what their matchup will be like with us, but they're 0-2 right now. Well, they took the big man out, and quarterback takes a snap and kneels down, which is going to be a loss of five because he was in the shotgun. I saw uh, Thompson beat Auburn doing that. Quarterback yeah, wasn't that fun? taking a snap, backed them back, and – uh, Thompson don't want to stay That's the most fascinating that. ending of a game I may have ever seen in high school football. All right, minute and a half clock is ticking here in Fort Payne, Alabama, as it is 18 to nothing, Gaston City. It's going to get out of here with a win and be the division, the region front runner. Yeah. Yeah, they have, they'll be in the driver's seat. Um, Fort Payne is still right in the middle of it. Uh, plenty to play for. Quarterback's going back up, take a snap from the shotgun, so it's another loss of six yards. Minute left on the game clock. Well, Dallas, I liked having you down there. That was good. Yeah. I enjoyed being down here. It's kind of just a different view on what all's going on and uh, getting a little different viewpoint from y'all. Yep. Well, Fort Payne will have a wee idol next week, and probably by two weeks, Dallas, I can get you a nickname. <laughs> so just be just be wary of what I might come up with. I think I'm giving myself guru and the next the specialist over here. Right, you better come up with a good one. It's going to be a good one. All right, uh, 41 seconds in ticking here in the fourth quarter. And you mentioned, Chris, which is a great point. Fort Payne has an opportunity to get back to the drawing board, get some rest on some of these kids, maybe some banged-up kids and dinged-up kids, and get ready for the second half. Not quite to the halfway point, but we're close enough. And uh, All right, they're going to let the time click tick off, 20 seconds. 
Everybody's walking back to the sideline. Coaches meeting in the middle to shake hands. Gadsden City's going to get out of here with a win, 18 to nothing. Fort Payne had a couple chances, but wasn't able to convert. We'll take a two-minute timeout, give you our thoughts for the game, and uh, or unless we're having a word with Coach Elmore. Are we, are we doing anything like that? Well, we'll find out. We'll just take a two-minute here. Uh, final score on the field, Fort Payne loses to Gadsden City, 18 to nothing. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania and Scottsburg. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with. Your friends at Wilson Funeral Home and Crematory proudly support all things Wildcat. We wish the best of luck to Fort Payne High School this year. Go Wildcats! Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. Bobby Ledbetter's always got inventory rolling in here. If you're in the market for a car, truck, van, or sport utility vehicle, we've got plenty to choose from. Don't forget, we now have two locations. We're at 1015 Galt Avenue South, right here in beautiful downtown Fort Payne. Or you can also travel to Gadsden. We're at 901 First Avenue in Gadsden, Alabama. Y'all need to come and see us for some great deals, great financing. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly and easy service along with ATMs, mobile and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go yep. All right, we're back here at Fort Payne uh, Wildcat uh, Stadium as we got, we're waiting on to see if Dallas can get a word from Coach Elmore here, here at the end of the game. So we'll kind of be watching. We'll be watching you, Dallas. So you just motion at us when you're ready. Hey, we, we good now? We got not, we're good. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, another positive kind of coming out of this, this team learned a lot, and, and I know we had a couple people that got a little banged up, but I think everybody's all right for Fort Payne there. And, Next week, having a week off is big after playing a team like this, big physical Gadsden City team. And speaking of having a week off, uh, we will be, be have a week off. Me and uh, Brian looked at it. They play Arab at Arab in two weeks. So that'll be a big game for Fort Payne. They seem like uh, Arab is doing pretty well this season. Yeah. Arab dropped to 5A this year. And uh, Fort Payne stayed in 6A. And, and Gadsden City dropped down to 6A. So that made it – Fort Payne is just uh, – it's a small school playing in a big classification. And, um, All right, while we wait on Coach Elmore, let me run down the sponsors right quick, uh, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors for being able to support us, to help us put this, uh, put us on our, put on the broadcast. I said put us on, put on our broadcast. Uh, we want to thank Builder Supply, Rick's Appliance, Cedar Bluff Oil, Puro Clean, North Alabama Trophies, Bruce's Foodland, Clark Auto Sales, DeKalb Wholesale, Thurman's Appliance Parts and Service, My Supply, 
Faith in Him Christian Bookstore, Cole, Bookstore, Cole Surgical Arts, Westmoreland Tire, First Fidelity Bank, Twin City, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, Aikens Furniture, DeKalb Fix-It, Wheels Auto Sales, and Hillier Properties. All right, we will not, after this, just a reminder, we will not have Monk and Sammy after this. They did their 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 game show last night because a lot of the games were played last night. So mm -hmm. are we just going to country music after this, Holly? Is that what's on the agenda? So after this, we'll have some Hank to kind of wear we off the, uh, yeah. the sting <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I, um, I'm just trying to compare. I'm trying to think through last year. And, you know, when Fort Payne went 0-2, to start the season and then had to write the ship at Etowah. Uh, it felt it felt to me, and I think Dallas, you and I and, and Britt were up here in the booth, it felt darker then than it does right now. Uh, I 100% agree with you there. Uh, totally different place after three three games uh, this year than last year. And I mean, like I said, the, the block field goal there late in the third um, fired up this team. And I mean, they, they never gave up all the way to the last second. So. Yeah, I mean, there, there, you can easily, like sometimes you have to uh, if and but a, a game into a, a way that it could have gone your way, and it's really a challenge to do that. It's not a challenge tonight. If they score on that first drive of the second half and it's 12 to 7, and then they get the ball back, or if they just kick a field goal and come down and kick the next field goal and it's 12 to 6 there in the ball game, I mean, a, a touchdown and an extra point wins it. So it's not a hard draw of a line to where they are now and what could have been if, if some things fell their way. And I think there's plenty to play for, th plenty out in front of them uh, for this region and stuff like that. So I'm, I, I feel I feel pretty good about where the team is um, and going back in and going to work next week, kind of having some, some time to lick some wounds and get your feelings to quit hurting. And uh, it, it stings, man. When you, work, when you work as hard as these kids, you know, we like to sit up here and go, you know, uh, question things and, and question decisions, question this and that. But these kids and these coaches put a ton. I Believe me, I did it for 10 years. They put a lot of work and energy and effort into this. And uh, they, are, they are trying their best to put their kids, these kids, in the best position they can. And I, I can't look at anything tonight and go, I, well, I would have done this and not that. And uh, I think defense played lights out. Offense really tried to get things rolling and just couldn't get a, uh, a momentum shift big enough to turn the game around. So lots to look forward to for Fort Payne. All right, Coach, El Coach Elmore is still talking to the players as we wait on a word from him. Uh, the weather was good tonight. It was. Didn't rain a drop. <laughs> Isn't that something? Everybody. I mean, everybody talking about moving the games up, and, and we had one little spit and rain right before the game like started. Like there was a tornado coming or something. I know. Right? It, it, was, it was a mess. But so it, is, it is cool right now here I, at the I did not figure out tonight a way, and I was kind of really intense in the game, so I didn't figure out a way to get Miss Becky Hodlund to make me something else this week. Wish I'd have done that because she made some – after that game last week, she made me some banana pudding. Oh, my word. And I buddy, need to start, need start was, talking more. It was good. I'm good for apple pie, chocolate pie. Matter of fact, hey, on the on the trip I'm taking next week, my wife made me my mother's homemade chocolate chip cookies, oh, chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. About? What you talking about? And then the no bake cookies. You know what those are, Miss Holly? The no bake, the yeah, peanut butter chocolate, oatmeal. Mm, that sounds good. Well, well, I, I will not. And just for the listeners, because I just want to rub this in. Next week I will be cracking crab on the beach. There you go. Down in Florida. Well, you deserve that. So. Uh, I know, but here's the thing. It happened, this, is happen, this happens almost every year. We take our vacation right about this time. 
and this this part of the state gets a cool weather blast. You're going to have wonderful Is weather. Right? It's going to be in the awesome. 70s up That's here. That's awesome. I'll take it. It's been hot enough. All right, Coach Elmore still talking. Uh, we would have more scores, but half the games were played last <laughs> night. We've kind of given you every, just about run down. I'm, I'm interested to see that Opelika score and see how they ended up. I know my wife saw my mater Thompson ended up, uh, I forget who they beat. This, uh, Spain Park. Spain Park, right. <coughs> yeah, Hoover. Hoover barely beat somebody. Vestavia. Yeah, barely beat Vestavia. I'm looking at Central and Opelika going to overtime now. That's interesting. Um, anybody who's familiar, because that's where I was, I spent 10 years coaching and teaching. And uh, Phoenix City is extremely talented this year. Um, and they were just blowing people out of the water. And for Opelika to be in overtime with them is a, a great feat by a good buddy of mine, Eric Speakman, Athens High School alum. Still talk to Eric quite a bit. He's got five kids. No, I think he's got six. So, great guy. Knew him when I was at Auburn. And he's the head coach at Opelika now. So, all right, as we are waiting to pack up our stuff, Coach Elmore <laughs> looks like he's getting. We've the final packed word. everything up that we can pack up until we can interview Coach Elmore. And still broadcast. So. See what time we got. What we Dallas and Mike's tonight? hot too, so you may want to cut that down. I don't know what he's talking about right now. All right. And Coach Elmore is now through. Dallas, if you want to see if you can track him down, if you can hear us. No, nope, he doesn't have the headset on. He's getting there. You just cut something off. There we go. There we go. No, we're not unplugging anything. <laughs> Excuse me. We are not live. We are live. Are we still live? Are we on? You didn't, you didn't pull the big plug, did you? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to give Dallas. Maybe he should be called the Fisher. He gotta go out there and fish. He's gonna have to go get him. He's not gonna come to you. Coach Elmore's having a conversation with Dax and and uh, Jake right now. All right. So in production. So we stay with this, Miss Holly, or all right, Miss Holly's our production. We're gonna wait it manager, out. Production manager, head honcho.